When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Your facial hair style with 10% off the King C Gillette range from Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ halfway through the week and we're nearly at the end of September, the 28th of September in fact and it's just after 6 o'clock. Good morning to you if you're just up and about, hope you're enjoying your lion or you're just heading to work, appreciate you tuning in and hopefully we can make your next three hours fly by but before then Kempi and Louie, Joe, and Keza in the back room. And Aroha with that beautiful voice keeping us up to date with the news. Morena to you all. Morena. Morning. Morena, boy. Morena. Yep. No, it's uh, grand final week, is he? Ooh. All the games are just about to start. They'll start today. The coaches will start taking it out on the referee and making sure that... They stop the blockers from protecting Nathan Cleary and so on and so on, and we'll see it all play out <laughs> over the next few days. And man, I had a mate text me last night. Mm. Reckons Parramatta one to twelve. Mm. Not a bad judge. Not a bad judge he is, and uh, he's got his reasons, obviously. Um, but the reason why he texted me in the first place was to get the bully on your horse. 
because <laughs> he loves a punt. <laughs> and he said, mate, what's the what's the chat? And I said, well, it's his first run and uh, my mate's happy with it. He's all going to catch up with the mates. So, so they're all getting together. They must know something. <laughs> um, yeah, so just watch the space. Big day for you, brother. Big day. Big day, actually, Kempe. Yeah, you, you, and you're right. Look, I'm with your mate on that, too, with the uh, GF. Grand final. I'm, I'm going to the power. I'm going to the hills. I think it's uh, it's time. It's time for them to change into the guard. Um, obviously, they've they've had the wool over them the last couple of outings, apart from the, um, obviously the playoffs game they played earlier on. But grand final, it's different. And all the pressure's on, on the Panthers. King Cleary, they are obviously f- favourites. Well and truly. Oh, hands but, down. Hands down. I just think... Um, that they'll get the job done, mate. So, look, it's obviously a, a big show, and we're going to talk a lot about the GF. And, yeah, the, the race, look, I don't know how I feel, really. <laughs> First race. Last night I was staying with my mate, who's one of the other owners, and we were sitting there and we were like, what do you reckon Pungle's doing? <laughs> and I was like, he's looking for his big feed. And I said, I was like, bro, I was like, just going, just having a laugh. Like, bro, what do you reckon he has for pre match meal? <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon he gets an apple and goes and has a little apple? Do you know? And he was like, oh, probably a bit of hay. And I was like, oh, yeah, sweet ass. Carrot? Bit of, <laughs> bit of hay. Yeah, a bit of carrot. I was like, do you reckon they give him like, you know, because the night before my test match or my game, I'll go get a block of chockey and have a wee snack. Do you reckon they get a little treat, you know, just for their pre-match yeah, a little meal? carrot. A little carrot or something. So, look, we're sitting there and we're just having a laugh. And then Chrissy Wallace sent us the first time. And he's, oh, yeah, just got our pre, pre-race voicemail. Chrissy Wallace sends a voicemail before the race, so got that. We'll play yeah, that good. later on. And Yeah, very exciting. 5.35 today over at Rose Hall number two. It's in a big field. Look, it's got 15 horses, competitive field, and um, good track, good three at the moment. So it trialled on two, two kind of softish tracks. So we'll see how it goes. Um, it's paying good money. Had, Eight plenty, bucks. had plenty in the tank. Don't worry about that. Mm. So, yeah, $8 on the odds, juicy. Juicy. It's, look, the the thing that you've got in your favour here is a lot of the ones uh, inside well, in the market that you'd be worried about, especially uh, Pirelli mm. for Godolphin, drawn really wide. You're going to be able to save ground. Mm. So if Hugh Bowman gets the ride and he jumps and he can get in kind of just in behind the leaders in the coffin there, he's going to have the closest, the shortest way home. So... You know, there are positives. It's it's definitely like if you were going through this field, you would circle him usually, you know, mm. not just unbiased opinion. You know, he's got more than a chance. Mm. 750, 270. It's each way all day. Yeah. Yeah, each way all day. Have, have, a, wee, have a wee flutter. It's top four, definitely. And, um, it's a top four bet, is he? Top four bet all day. But you know me. On the nose, never on the tail. <laughs> You'll sit there. What, happens, what happens generally is you sit there because you, you do get nervous when, you're, when your horse is running and you'll be just going, man, what if it wins? Mm. What if it wins? Well, we've been talking about it for a year, lad, you know? Obviously, when I first purchased it, uh, and then you just lose sight of it because you're just paying trainers fees and seeing, you don't know what's happening to it. And then it just comes out, oh, that's a beautiful horse. That's your horse. Oh, yeah, cool. And then today's the day, lads. And uh, look... You both had horses. You both got horses. It's exciting. So I'm gonna um, enjoy this moment. You gotta remember, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But we're, uh, one of the boys, <laughs> we're off to the cops. No, nah, nah, one of the boys will say, "Look, obviously, if things don't go well, it's obviously a cracker horse. So it could come back and 
and, and potentially, you know, come and race back here in NZ and, and see how it goes. Even but anyway, better. We're just going to enjoy today, 5.30, go to the cave. If it gets the dub, well, if it, you know, nah, if it gets a dub, I'll probably rip into a couple. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Mate, if it, <laughs> mate. <laughs> if it goes over the finish line, yeah. you're over the goal. I'll have one before, but if it wins, then I'll, I'll have a couple. Yeah, I have a couple just to just to relax into it. So yes, boys, exciting day, exciting day. But that is enough. I'll just try and relax throughout the morning. Got a um, busy day today. Obviously, a huge day um, yesterday. And today we're going to talk some uh, NFL. Some NFL after seven o'clock. We actually spoke to Eric Williams earlier. He is writer for Fox Sports. And we're only three weeks into the NFL season and the Dolphins. Yes, Brett from Huntley. The Dolphins are undefeated and Joey B's Bengals are horrible. What? You're Steelers, aren't you? They're, they're hopeless too. Uh, yeah. 49ers. 49ers. Oh, well, tell Jimmy G. You're changing know every week, you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I've got four 49ers shirts. Uh, four, 40, four 49ers shirts. You, you would have known whether the dead ball line was. You wouldn't be able to fit them now, though, would you? You would have. Knowing where you were with your Jimmy G, wouldn't you? Leave him alone. Mm. Okay. Sorry about that. He's a bit flat. Oh, you've you. been told. <laughs> cranky, Joe. Yeah. Don't like saving catch up with you, buddy. No, my team sucks. That's why. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Don't scare me like that, Don't please. be mean to the Steelers like that. <laughs> and the, the Dolphins and the Eagles are undefeated. So, look, we'll have, we had a great chat with him earlier. We'll play with that for you after 7 o'clock. And then... Later on the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to talk some Heartland Rugby with South Canterbury halfback Theo Davidson, who was, uh, they are six from six with two games remaining. I actually caught up with their coach a couple of players a couple of weeks back when I was down there in Mount Pleasant, uh, awarding them with their new uh, turf down there at uh, Pleasant Rugby, and uh, a couple of players were there, so it was good to chat with them. But they are flying. Can they go back-to-back in the Heartland Rugby um, all signs are leading to that. So we'll chat to him. And then after 8 o'clock, Rally New Zealand starts tomorrow. How good's that? Right here. Tell you what, just doing a bit of research this morning for this interview with Michael Goldstein, the mm. CEO, I've learned, I probably have been a bit asleep at the rally car mm. with this. Mm. And not. I've known that it's coming, it's but I've probably up. not quite done plugged into exactly what we're going to see. And, Kimpy, you, you said it. The cars are down at Silo Park at the moment. Tomorrow evening, I'm pretty sure they race through the Auckland domain. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but yeah. I've seen the map. and There's a few speed humps there. So they're going to race in the <laughs> – so they're out Helensville tomorrow and then in the morning, and then I think they're doing an exhibition drive and then like a little short circuit through Auckland domain tomorrow – which is quite bizarre if you think about it. And then they go down to like Raglan Way towards actually where Tiako's farm is down there. But here's a look at that. That's the map of, that's literally the museum right there. They're starting there and doing a little loop. That's my house just over here. So we're going to hear this brat, brat, brat. Nice. And uh, go over. So if you're in the Auckland, we're going to talk to Michael Goldstein about it, but I'm pretty sure it'll just be like rock up and see these rally cars flying through the middle of the town, which is pretty cool. It is cool. In the middle of the city. Yeah, I was staying at Clevedon. I think the track, the racetrack goes out by Clevedon because I saw some um, signs and everything out there towards it. So you're right, it's still on our doorstep and it snuck up on us. And, mate, if you can go watch motorsport, I've, I've never really been to a motorsport event, but I've talked to Daisy. She used to work over in um, 
on the yachts with earlier 2010 and she went to Monaco uh, Grand, oh. uh, Grand Prix and she reckoned it was just the craziest thing you ever see like they're miles away from the racetrack but those those cars are just so loud so I can only imagine these so rally noisy. cars are so are similar, similar mate and they're on our doorstep surely you just rock up and go watch it so yeah go do that Louis when is it tomorrow afternoon that's it the domain tomorrow afternoon yeah. you can get tickets and go to the uh, tomorrow morning it starts we'll mm. talk to Michael Goldstein about it but um the the other thing is they've it's it can be a decade since they've had it here. Like back in the day, they used to have the rally the WRC event in New Zealand quite often. Mm. They have haven't had it, and I think that there's actually a little bit of concern that they might not be able to have it again next year. So, lots of like, the business of getting these big sporting events, it's really hard. You know the good thing about it. Look, I went I was went for a walk yesterday and went down through Silo Park and I just saw the Pirelli signs and you know, all the tyre signs hanging up and I'm said to Jay, I said, oh, there must be some type of car show down here. And then Louis um, said this morning, you know, oh, you know that the, the rallies in the in the domain, and I said, oh, well, that's why all those mm. those uh, tents and all that are up down there. You know, the first thing I thought about was about time. Like, it's mm. where they've got it all set up is where they spent all that money with the America's Cup. So all the America Cup bases were positioned on that far end of mm. Silo Park there. Of course we want to bring big events to, to Auckland. You know what I mean? Of course we want to use that space. What a perfect space to put flags up and and, and bring people into town, who, especially who love the car racing and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden we're walking in. Now I notice all the tracksuits the guys are wearing. There's a, a heap <laughs> of new people in town um, for this event. So, mate, if it's um, if it sits within the schedule, geez, I wouldn't mind going to see it. Yeah. Like, I can't... I can't can't imagine them going around the domain without leaving the ground. If oh. they're going to be going that fast, like there's 400 speed humps around there. <laughs> I'm actually genuinely worried that I've just been had, and this is it's not possible. Because <laughs> like, like there's still part of me that's like, are we sure? So we'll ask, we'll ask the question. But by all accounts, yeah, there are this. I was running through there yesterday. I was like, I can't imagine a bunch of rally cars flying around there. But I don't know. I guess you can you can do it and. And, uh, yeah, the event, I'm pretty sure, finishes at Silo Park. So we'll find all this out from Michael Goldstein. And they're flying through Queen Street then. <laughs> <laughs> Downhill. Mate, and, they've just, and they've just narrowed those streets. I'll all get a ticket because you're not allowed to drive down Queen Street anymore. Yeah. I've, got, I've had three warnings. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you get warnings for anything up here in Auckland. I've got a bloody fine back at home for, for something, driving in the bus lane for... I don't know, 60 metres. Yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit more complicated. Get out of here. I'm not paying your for your incompetence in building <laughs> your rail station. All your Get roads, out of here. The pub, new roads <laughs> pop up anyway. I'm not even living here and you find me. Oh. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> that you come from out of town, you try to drive around central Auckland at the moment, you're like, is this real? Mm. It's like a video game. Uh, Trent says, cool die is your biggest threat, is he? Nice horse. It was absolutely blue blood. And Trent is right. This is the Frankel filly. Out of Samantha Miss, she's uh, on debut as well. Um, cool die, but as I as I said, um, Trent, cool die's drawn a little bit wide as well. Uh, so look, there's a there's a real chance that Pungo can kind of sneak up the rail and have a have a nice run home. So it's very very exciting. I dreamed about it. Did you dream about it? <laughs> no, I didn't dream about it. I didn't dream about it. You dreamed about it. What are you dreaming about? What was your dream, mate? Inspire me. I just I dreamt that it won. <laughs> <laughs> I dreamt that it, I dreamt that it won and you didn't come to work. Louis, <laughs> are you serious? No. Oh, 
No, not that you didn't come to work. No, but I did dream that it won. No, I had a dream. And um, it was a big party. I had a dream. I got a call. I got a, yeah, yeah, not quite as important as that, but I got a call from you. Yeah, it was just a weird dream I had last night. Terrible sleep. Oh. I got hay fever. I'm just a little bit over the show this mm, week. Yeah, the old nose is copping it at the moment. I'm battling. Big time. My chest is wheezy. That time of year, mate. That time of year. Daylight savings. I was you know, sitting there watching a bit of telly last night going, it was four o'clock. <laughs> looking out the window, there's, you know, it's still daylight. So, yeah, it takes a little bit of, like I said yesterday, it takes a little bit of getting used to a couple of weeks, daylight savings. But mm. once it kicks in, oh, I love it. Yeah, I don't know how I, I feel. I don't savings. know how I feel about it because I, I, I we watched a movie last. I went to watch Fury, you know, the great old war movie Fury oh, in Brad the tanks. Pitt. Yeah, Brad yeah, Pitt. Yeah, good yeah. movie. It is a good, great film. Ten times. Oh, great yeah. movie. We're like, seen this, should we watch it again? Yeah, watch it again, watched it. And then, ah, she was like, quarter to ten. And I was like, holy, should be like quarter to eight, no, quarter to nine, you know. Um, so time flies, but that's all right. We'll get to, we'll get used to it and we'll make the most of it later on in the year, lads. That's when we really get into the good time, when the, the days get longer and the barbecues get longer and you can just enjoy the summertime. But yes, boys, big day and a big show. And we've got to remember Steve Lancaster coming on at the end of the show, 8.40. Big announcement for you at home, so stay tuned. Big, big show. We're talking rally, we're going to talk some NFL, and we're going to talk some Heartland Rugby, because that is flying at the moment too. Plenty going on. Uh, you're right. Wednesday fill-up as well, Louis. I'm expecting something from you. Oh, actually, I did have a look. Yeah, Panga. Yeah. <laughs> today's, a, today's the day you want to be filing up. He's got he's got like eight A-listers, mate, getting mm. VIP treatment up at the cab this afternoon. So <laughs> you, you fill you, that up, mate. You're, you're, made for the, you're made for life, you. I reckon send them my A-set. Oh, of course, mate. You want to be sitting in your A game. Yeah. Your A game. I, I Cambridge had, Synthetic. Yeah. Yeah, I had a look, and I didn't like anything, if I'm being really honest. But uh, I'll have another look, and by the time 8.30 rolls around, we'll see if we can find you something. Right. Ah! Can't wait question of the day. Sorry. It's a false start there. All the sound effects from myself. Thought I might have done something bad there on the uh, little buttons here. I should probably have my privileges revoked. Can't wait question of the day. Um, look, I thought long and hard about it this morning. And one question I was going to lob out there was, you know, they're, they're doing rally car at the domain. What would you want to do in the domain? Um, that's maybe one for another day. But I wanted to ask this yesterday, and I thought I'd save it. And I just want you guys to both challenge uh, channel Roger to have asked a chic for us mm. and double eight double three U two at home and oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven because I think there's a conversation we haven't quite he- had here about Roger. We've tiptoed around it for a while now, and um, the question is for you: Where's Roger to have asked his check within New Zealand rugby at the moment? Like, where is he? Where is Roger to have asked his check at the moment? And you can spin that whatever way you want. Uh, is it his ability? Is it the ability for him to make the All Blacks? Is he just going to be a good super rugby level player and, and that's about it? Is there a way that you can see him making the All Blacks an impression to make the World Cup squad? Where is Roger Tuivasa-Shek in place with New Zealand rugby at the moment? Have a think and let me know because I think there's a really interesting conversation to be had around him. And the transition hasn't been as smooth, but is that out of his hands? Has he been set up to fail a tad? And what can he do from here? 0800 150 I know it's something you guys have thought about both. We'll get your answer after this. And you on 0800 150 811, the Kennard's Tire phone line, 21 minutes past six, 
here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past 6 o'clock. Can't wait question of the day. Where does Roger Tuivasa's Sheik stand in place in New Zealand rugby right now? Where has his standings... Where has he slipped to? Is it his fault? Take it where you want. Is he? Um, I don't think he stands anywhere in the midfield, if I'm completely honest. Um, he's had time there with the, with the Blues. We've seen glimpses. But I'll say it from the start, and I'll say it again. They need to get him in the outsides. They need to get him on the outside. And people have come through and said to chuck him at fullbacks, and I, I'll probably disagree with that. I'd say chuck him on the wing. As a fullback, you've got to be a reliever of pressure, and you've got to have a, a boot. And I don't know if, if Roger has a boot, and that's the only question mark. It's something he could probably definitely work on. You've got to be a distributor. You've got to get into first receiver. You've got to see pitches, and you've got to be a, a playmaker. And so for me, I'd just love to see him go onto the wing. He is fantastic in the air. So high ball receipts, which is a huge factor of playing in the wing, isn't a problem. Defensively, I think he'd be outstanding on the wing. His edge defence would be world class. His talk wouldn't be a problem. And just speed and footwork is his biggest asset he offers. When Roger Tuivasa-Sheck come back to New Zealand, that's the first thing that sprung to my mind. Seeing this bloke in open space breaking ankles left, right and centre. And I was like, wow, that is something that I wouldn't be. At the moment, at 12, he's not able to do that. He's wearing a head... Band around his ears, protecting his his ears because he knows he's going to have to go batter ram and be a, a bulldozer for eighty minutes. Don't want that from Roger. I want to see Roger ball in space, kids emulating him, running around the backyard. That's where I want to see Roger, and I reckon that's where he'll have his most damage right now. Particularly with Geordie playing so well and Anton coming back, I just can't see him going forward and and having a an opportunity to cement a spot in the, in the centre. So. If he's going to have any chance to get back in there, it has to be in a different position. Can be as he slipped behind even further down the pecking order now with Geordie Barrett's ascension. hundred percent. I think I think um, Rogers are just a victim of uh, evolution, really. Mm. And I'm talking evolution of the way that the coaches are thinking. I think what originally what's happened is the coaches haven't looked within their own structure at at um, solidifying that that midfield. Um, with the players that they already had, everyone's saying Geordie Barrett to twelve, Geordie Barrett to twelve. We've been saying it for months. So, but they're going, and I think that, but you know, this is where they've got to be really careful of basing all their their fact on science as opposed to footballing ability, because you can't you can't coach footballing ability. Mm. You know, science doesn't coach football ability, um, and yet they finally moved Geordie to to twelve, and and Izzy's hit the nail on the head. The the part of the game that he can match them with is his running game. Um, Roger, but he, he's got no kicking game. Mm. He hasn't got Geordie's mm. kicking game. He hasn't got Havili's kicking game. He hasn't got Anton Leonard Brown's kicking game. And you're right. If you're gonna if you're gonna give him a crack, put him put him out wider. Because because what is he saying mate, is making total sense. But then what happens to Sever Reese? Well, that's a, like the the outside back depth was probably even deeper than the midfield depth at the start of the year. And I wonder if they tried to. And this is I don't think you should ever do a business in uh, football like this. I don't think you should try and crowbar players to suit the wider lens because things change, people get injured, the landscape shifts. As you see, Kempi, you didn't look within. So all of a sudden, if you're taking Roger Tuivasa-Sheik and introducing him to a sport and saying, well, you've got more chance of being mm-hmm. a midfielder because that's where we don't have as many stocks looking at the outside backs, I think that's a really tough way to do business. And 
as you point out, probably not natural. Yeah, I think you think back to when he first burst on the scene, he was playing for Auckland ITM and then COVID hit. He was actually starting on the wing. One of his first games, he was actually meant to start and then the COVID hit. And then what's happened is you've got to understand that he went back to the Blues and TJ Fiani was their incumbent 12. They've had, they had wingers, they had outsides. The Blues had everything, but they lost that midfield. So I think he's a victim of circumstance. You know, he had to go in there and fulfil that role. Okay. I actually think that they brought him over to go play somewhere in the outsides. Oh, so I, you, I, that's interesting. I genuinely think they did, but right now the Blues needed a centre and a midfielding pairing because they lost so much depth in the midfield. He went there, and because he was there, that's well, they've been. Uh, you know, their mindsets fixated on him playing twelve. I think they've got to get it right, and they've got to make a change because at the moment, I just can't see Roger. Um, you know, going forward and love to see him. That, Izzy, that's a really interesting insight from you, and you could be right. It makes sense tracing the steps back. I also think that's a bad way of doing business. Oh, yeah. Because, because that's not giving him a fair chance. Uh, Dom, John, James, we'll get to your messages just after the news. That'll have for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Really interesting thoughts here on double eight, double three. Roger Tuivasa-Sheik. Look, it sounds it may be a little bit rash, but is the horse bolted? Is it just too late now? What do you think? Twenty-six and a half away from seven o'clock this morning. Quizzy Dag not far away as well, and Kez is back in the seat, which means the quizzes are cakewalk. At Bunnings Trade, helping business is our trade. We're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. And some sporting headlines for you. Well, another young gun secured for the ASB Classic. Nicholas Lampton is on absolute fire. Layla Fernandez, you might remember her for from that. US Open final, not this year, the year before with Emma Radakanu. So she's over here. Um, she is, well, last year touched world number 13 ranking. So she's got all the upside in the world. She's very young, and now she's at 38 uh, world rankings. So she's over here for that. Joseph Parker says he wants to fight Dillian White. He's obviously throwing some names out. We'll have a chat a little bit later on, I reckon, about Joseph Parker and whether he could slow down a wee bit or does he need to just forge on. Um, I think a lot of us were pretty upset. It was pretty upsetting seeing him hit the canvas like that. So interesting he said he wants to forge ahead with his career. And Formula One is to stage six sprint events next season. Slightly controversial. We'll get Aroha's thought on that, I reckon, a little bit later on because no doubt she will be all over it. But Izzy, the text machine has been popping off on RTS. You want to get to a couple of these? Yeah, needs to switch to wing. Fullback. He's behind Geordie, David Aller, ALB. Good Hugh, in my opinion. Thanks. That is from John. Oh, John coming through. Yes, Jack, good Hugh. He's got a <laughs> surgery. Hopefully he can get back to the heights he was. Here's Dommy on the building site, no doubt. Nice and early. I personally don't know how he made the All Blacks, boys. I feel like Geordie is a better midfielder by a long shot. Which, which can open up the door for Will Jordan and others in the back three. Dom coming through. RTS, give RTS a burn at fullback now. That is from Marshy at Hawks Bay. And there's, there's actually one in here about um, an opportunity. And if you're realistic about it, Kempi, 
RTS hasn't even had an opportunity to, to showcase his. He's had it at Super Rugby level, we've seen it, but he hasn't had a genuine opportunity to go out there and stamp his mark on this team. And you've got to understand that and you've got to take that into, into in perspective as well. You've got to put that there and say, look, reality is we're putting so much pressure on this guy, but it's not his fault. He hadn't even had a chance to go out there and prove his worth. They could have put him on in the 60th minute. So it was, you know, 30 points in front, and they mm. wait to the 70th minute. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're not going to pull back that that average Australian time uh, team 30 points. Like, I'm sitting there going, mm. that, you know, the, I think the coaches are robotic today. I'm, seriously, I do. Like, where, where everyone can see Geordie at, at second five and Will Jordan at fullback – they're basing it on science and statistics, and they have been doing it for a long time. Mm. Like if you're not good in the the air, you can't jump a certain height, you can't catch them out of balls, and it, it's down through your game time and all that sort of stuff. But yet, you know, there's a really good footballer out there. They run, they'd much rather give it to the scientist to says, "No, he can't do it," than a, than a, than common sense, which says he can. And I think with the evolution that's happened naturally because mm. Geordie's fallen into that spot because Havili's been out, no mm. Anton Leonard Brown. They've had Roger there from day one. They've picked him as a second five and gone, oh, do we believe the science? And they don't put him in. Mate, it's, I don't blame Roger. Mm. I blame the coaches. You know mm. what I mean? And I'll tell you right now, Anton Leonard Brown's fit, Havili's fit. They're going to take Geordie up there mm. probably as a as a number one 12 given this, this back end of the season. Roger doesn't go, mate. Mm. Because they, they're not going to take Sivu Reese off the off the um, list. They're not going to take Caleb Clark off the list. They're not going to take Will Jordan off the list. You've got, got Damian McKenzie coming back, Purifeta mm. and, and and Bodie fighting it out with Moonga. Where does he fit? That's an interesting one, Kempi. And, and look, I'd feel I'd feel distraught for the bloke that hasn't had an opportunity to go out there. I'm and really, not blame the coaches. Yeah. So on that, on that, and just on the interchange, you know, how you, you plan interchange. You plan your substitutions. You planned it tactically. At the moment, are, are you are you feeling like they they planned for a certain situations? Do you think like that they planned, it, or was that just a, a a reason because Geordie was playing outstanding? Yeah, Bodie that was having probably his best game of the season, so there probably wasn't an opportunity to shake it up. But tactically, they would have planned to hopefully get him on at sixty. Well, look, I think I think Bodie. Um Geordie had done enough at 60 minutes to take mm. him off. Yeah, you've seen it, seen enough. I'd see you'd seen enough, and you'd also go, well, I've got a chance here to rest that guy up and give him another 20 minutes off, you mm. know. And, and by the way, I really need to see if Roger is up to it. Let's give him 20 minutes. Mm. Like I was, I was sitting there really frustrated. I'm going, get Roger on. You're not going to lose the game. That they're probably not confident. Oh, that's what yeah. I—that's what I think. Is he? I just think that they—that would then indicate, Kempe, that they're seeing things behind closed doors to suggest that he's probably not up to it. Because why wouldn't you? That's, that's what I mean. I thought he would have started. Yes, I was very proud and happy that Geordie played 12 and Manny proved many right with his performance. But you're going to give a guy an opportunity, give on, him an opportunity at home and, and see what he's made of it. And exactly. So on the flip side, why aren't they? Mm. And um, there's little people – this is an interesting one. I think they keep developing RTS at 12. We're only an injury away from being light on numbers in the midfield. Yeah, that's sure. And, and I think you can develop him with Auckland. Mm. I hope he starts for Auckland this weekend. Look, I, look, I, I understand that you go into an environment. I get that you go into an environment, you learn so much. I get that. So you're spending, you know, the thing with Roger, you spend eight weeks in an environment without getting any t- game time, ten minutes of game time. Now, yes, that that does develop players, but Roger's, you know, he ain't twenty-one. Well, mm. well James says. 
Izzy Kempe is it too late to have him as a project? He looks like a few years off being complete as a twelve. He will be thirty-two in three years. That's I don't me. think. He, well, personally, I think he's a very good super um, twelve. I think at the international level, if the players are fit, he doesn't get a look in. I just, I, I just blame the coaches for doing that. I think if he was a winger, because he is very good under the high ball and he's very good in broken play and he can defend, mate, they missed the boat. Mm. So the really this goes down to the Blues. This comes back to the Blues. Feeds obviously. Who had ultimate oversight here? Well, this is Leon and that who had the perfect. Nah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this was New Zealand Rugby's decision. Chuck him in at twelve. Like he's come in and, and the Blues yeah. needed someone in the midfield. They'll put him in there. So that's that. That's all that the New Zealand Rugby selectors can go off as a twelve position. So they haven't seen anything in the outside. So if I was him, this is what I'd do. If I, if I was him and I missed out, yeah, I'd go away. And I'd go back to the Blues, and I'd tell them, I want to play. I want to play on the outsides. I want to play on the wing. Give me that opportunity. Train his body because at the moment as well, you his body has changed shape. He is a lot bigger than probably what he was when he was playing league because he's a, you know, that's right. Get his body ready for that for collision, co- collision, that mm. contact area. Go away, shred off all that muscle. Get lean and quick, and get back to what Rogers about. So just to clarify, fuzzy. You you think the time to the the odyssey in the midfield is over for Roger Tuivasa-Sheck? If you were him, you would go away and you would say, you know what, we tried that, it didn't work. Eggs yep. outside back basket. Look, yep. like, That's I, me. Someone 100%. asked someone asked me that question uh, a couple of days ago, and I said the best thing about this transition for Roger is that people say he's going to go back to rugby league. I went, no, he's not. I said, why would he at his age? Because he gets an extra five years in rugby union playing up in Europe. Mm. At bigger at bigger money than he's going to get in the NRL and a softer approach. So of course he's not going to come come to get him back to rugby league at the moment is going to take a monumental amount of money. Mm. That's a really interesting point, Kim. Be we're eighteen away from seven. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We'll get through your messages on RTS because they are stacking up. It's a really contentious issue. But after this, oh come on, first caller wins. <laughs> coming right up for a fitty a little TAV bonus bet fill up this is how you do it quizzy that come play it this is how we do it quizzy that come play it quiz is on the line just one at a time don't google a lie Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, 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 you know what time it is. This is Quizzy Dag time, and it's nearly time for Joey B's shout of the coffees this morning. <laughs> yeah, yes, bring it on, boys. baby. Yeah. Right. baby. <laughs> Actually, Kez hasn't shouted in a while, Oh, Kez, too. Yeah, yeah, he's all take, take, no good. <laughs> no, no, I love Kez. I love. Oh. He's my man. He is my man in the back room. He's done the quizzy dag for you. Let's rip into it. Jade from Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Morning, boys. How are we? I'm morning, good. morning. Good, Jadey, brother. I'm up. I'm about really ripping and give you a chance to win 50 bucks to chuck on Pango. Here we go, mate. Good oh. luck. <laughs> Kimi Rakinen. 
was an F1 driver from which country? Uh, Slovenia. Slovenia is. <laughs> is there one from Slovenia? Nah, I don't think so. Don't think so. But not a bad guess there, brother. Appreciate James. Had, had a good day, brother. Tony. Oh, here he is. Apples. Tony, how's them apples? Oh, morning, boys. They're, they're yummy, bro. I've been eating them for a while, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, mate. You're on a heater at the moment. Get this one then. Kimi Rakinen was an F1 driver from which country? Rakinen. He sounds Swiss. He sounds Swiss. He's not Swiss. Sorry, my brother. Have a good day, Tony. We're going to go to Lammy from Palmy North. Morning, Lammy. Yeah, morning, boy. Morning, morning. Morning. Can we in? No, me. He's not Slovenian. Oh. He's not Swedish. He likes sharks. Uh, sharks. Oh. No, oh, I'll go Norway. Ooh. Ooh. Norway Shark Sorry brother Let me have a good day my friend Oh here he is Brett He's surfaced my friend Brett (laughs) What happened? Hey you got nothing Bait (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Well we got wasted (laughs) Oh bro We got wasted Just don't lose this week Yeah just get Just Just yeah, don't know what's happening. I was with PV yesterday. Is a bit like un- uns- unsure. Anyway, my brother, Kimi Rakinen, driver from with- which country? He's Finnish. Finnish, Finns up, <laughs> Finland. <laughs> well done. Question number two: Which NBA team will Stephen Eden- Adams suit up for in his tenth season in the league? The Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. Well done. Question number three: Derek Carr is the quarterback for which NFL team? Derek Carr is uh, the Raiders. LA Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, told you yes. it was an easy quiz. <laughs> yeah, he, he ain't no tour. He ain't no tour. Well, listen for after 7 o'clock, bro. The guy says it's a fluke. They'll fold. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. His name's Joe Bell. No, he can run a straight. Yep. Yeah, put him on the list, see. Joe Bell. Question number four. Zahara Temara is the leading scorer in the NRL women this season. Which team does she play for? Uh, Parramatta. Oh. Parramatta is incorrect. Kez is thrown in the curly one. See you tomorrow, uh, Brady brother. Appreciate it. Timmy from Christchurch. Morning, Tim. I'm good, my man. I'm good. Zahara Tamara is the leading scorer in NRL women's competition this season. Which team does she play for? The Roosters. The Roosters is correct. Question number five, mate. All yours, Sergio Aguero scored a title-winning goal for Manchester City in the 2012 EPL season. Which team did he score the last-minute goal against? Good luck. Kizza. Sorry, uh, so you still heard the score the last minute goal again? In the 2012 EPL um, season. Title winning goal for Manchester City. Um, uh, was it Liverpool? Liverpool is incorrect. Sorry, my friend. Have a good day, Timmy. We're going to go to Pony from Whangarei. Morning, Pony. Morning, boys. 
Kia ora, bro. Kia ora, kia ora. Sergio Aguero scored a title winning goal for Manchester City, 2012 EPL. Which team did he score it against? Can we get a clue, please? Uh, it was on a park. On a park. Yes. Bit of a cryptic clue, bit of a cryptic clue. Get, just think a little bit deeper. Park. Five. Something park. <laughs> Four. It's a team. Something park. Three. <laughs> nah, nothing. Oh, fucker. Adam Fahey, he'll get it. Morning, Adam. Morning, how are we doing? Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good, how are you, hey, brother? Anyway. Time is of the essence yeah, here. Yeah, time. Quick. Which team? Something park. Oh, QPR. QPR <laughs> is Queen Park Rangers. He is coming through. Adam Fay, he's just come out of the scratcher and he's really ripping. It was a Zuki radio voice as well. Uh, what well on Adam? $50. The only condition is you have to back Pungle. <laughs> Six away from seven. SENZ, <laughs> <laughs> we are just coming up to 7 a.m. this morning. Talking Roger to of us a check for our can't wait. Question of the day. A couple to wrap through. Good morning, team. I'm thinking that the AB's coaching team are keeping RTS in the fold to control the narrative of his development. So as he is ready as when he's required rather than releasing him to develop further under another setup, i.e. MPC. Look, that's an interesting conspiracy theory, but Kempe, that would make no sense. None, none whatsoever. I think um, he'll be there, Roger thereabouts but only if there's injuries and I think you know the opportunity here they take him on the northern tour is to play him on the wing and see what he's got and Adam says after nabbing that $50 TAB bonus bet why not play RTS at fullback this super season for the Blues in a natural position come on Pango yeah good on you Adam $50 on the schnoz we'll be back talking some NFL after this here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together with shaping and building New Zealand talk soon Good morning, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ, Wednesday, 28th of September, it's just after 7 o'clock, appreciate you tuning in, had a good, uh, solid hour, some, oh, some great conversations, talking a lot about Roger Tuivasa Shek, where to now, where to now for Roger, and a few messages coming through on the temper bed post, text machine double eight double three. we'll get to those shortly, big hour coming up, we're going to talk some Heartland Rugby with South Canterbury halfback Theo Davidson. They are six from six with two to go, chasing back-to-back titles. Is there anyone going to stop them? East Coast, they've been flying as well. A couple of dubs this week. No doubt uh, the East, East Coast lads will be up and about. 
and uh, we appreciate them coming on and having a wee chat. Heartland Rugby, we love digging back into the community, the real hub of New Zealand rugby. After 8 o'clock, we're going to talk some rally. you know, remember, Rally New Zealand starts tomorrow here in Auckland, in the domain, over potholes, over speed bumps, everything, flying. If you want to see a flying rally car, head down to the domain and have a wee watch. We've got Michael Goldstein. I want to see it. <laughs> Michael Goldstein, the CEO, coming up after 8 o'clock. And uh, it would be great to chat to him, him about it. It's obviously been a few years, 10 years, in fact, since it's been here in New Zealand. And we've had some great uh, rally car drivers races over the over the years. You think uh, the great possum, late possum born. Now you've got Hayden Patton. You've got uh, SVG, the chance in his arm in the rally car. Who else have we got? We had some, we had some classics, haven't we? Absolutely. absolutely. Mm. And you're just in motorsport in general, just some genuine identities that have kind of been innovators and forged the way mm. forward. And then you, we talked to Hayden Patton last week about his EV, and it's like they're always on the cutting edge, the Kiwis, Ooh. always willing to push the boat out, which is why they're going to send it over the Auckland Museum. Do they jump it? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, oh, whatever they do, they're just not human. Because <laughs> what they do with those cars is cr- driving down the road. Oh, it's crazy. Yesterday's conversation about things you can't quite like fathom, oh. like Kipchoge's two-hour marathon, William Truebridge seven minutes, Shane Van Gisbergen, Hayden Patton, all of those rally car drivers on zero traction cruising around gravel corners, something I can't can't get my head around. You'd be doing a few rallies in your in the Audi, wouldn't oh, you? <laughs> nah, mate, I'm I'm a I'm a grandfather when I'm driving a car. I, just, I don't really like speed, but um I like watching it. Mm. I love watching it. I reckon it's cool watching those guys, how they throw those cars around. That, that was a question I asked, like how important was that co driver when you're going around those bends on those gravel roads, because you think you'll end up in the bush more times than not, but they must just spout a stick to the road, you know. It's unbelievable. Mm. Having, a, having a ride with one of those, I reckon it'd be such an adrenaline rush. Ooh, the greatest PlayStation game ever, Colin McRae Rally. <laughs> yeah, man. One of the greats, man. If you ever thought you were a rally driver, go play Colin McRae. <laughs> Test yourself and yeah, good memories growing I ran up. Into, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Last time I was down the Fox, I ran into a guy. I haven't seen him. His name's Rod. He, Kiwi came over and stayed with us in '95 over at Leeds. Rod, old Rodney, from Canada, Kiwi boy. And uh, we, me and Richie were legends on on the on that rally Colin game. McRae. <laughs> Colin McRae, mate. We just we just whip him up. <laughs> so he want to play, but he was one of those really competitive guys. And we whip him up. We go to training, come home, and he's beyond Colin yeah. McRae. <laughs> Go to training, come home, be on Colin McCray. And then he said, Rightio, he paid that much of it, mate, that he got us eventually. Yeah. He just loved it. But I saw, I saw him, like, not this time, we were the Fox, the time before he just walked up. He goes, Kevin, I went, jeez, 95, Colin. mate. 94. And I, first thing I said, remember that game? <laughs> remember that game, Colin McCray? Oh, one of the greats. Me and the brothers used to battle out time trolls down the tracks and, and have some good Swing battles. those cars around the corners. <laughs> <laughs> good old racing car games. Grand Turismo. But anyway, drive gone off on a tangent here. <laughs> good. Need for Speed. Very good. Eight minutes past seven. Uh, where is Pongal Racing? Race two at Rose Hill. We'll talk about that throughout the morning. Izzy is a horse owner and it's <laughs> debut today. He's debuting as a, a horse owner today. Very excited. We'll have to uh, have a listen to that Chris Waller voicemail and see what mm. dollar dollar Chrissy Waller reckons as well. RTS come home to the NRL. Well, Kempi doesn't think that'll happen, Chris. We can talk more about that and get to a couple of your texts on Rose Roger, two of us a second, just a second, but we promised you and we want to do it because it's round three. Let's talk some NFL. S-E-N-Z. 
We're three weeks deep into the NFL season and things are certainly shaping up to look a lot different than last year. The Dolphins, yes Joey, the Dolphins and Eagles remain undefeated while the rest of the field is looking fairly even to help us work out the early season contenders from the pretenders is Fox Sports NFL writer Eric Williams who joins us now from sunny Yes, sunny California. Hey, Eric, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Yes, touch on it earlier on. No one probably predicted it. Well, everyone, everyone else apart from Joey B, our little man in the back room there, the Dolphins, they are flying. Tui, Tangavailoa. Did you predict this, mate? Are you surprised? I'm very surprised. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't really been a Tua fan. You know, the first couple of years, I just didn't feel like he had – the arm talent and velocity to kind of make the NFL throws, at least from what we saw the first two seasons, obviously he's dealt with injuries, Mm -hmm. but you know, they get Mike McDaniel, the the econ professor looks like a librarian out there coaching the dolphins, but uh, he's, he's, he's been a beast and the dolphins have been a beast the first three weeks to, to be able to beat the Ravens, the Patriots and the bills with the type of a pedigree those head coaches have in his first three weeks of head coach. Major props to him. Tua is playing out of his mind. Obviously, they have a lot of playmakers on offense. That's certainly helping them. And they already had one of the best defenses in the league uh, going into this season. So certainly they've been surprised along with the play of Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have had them at three and oh, those those two teams. We we expected, you know, what the Bills were gonna do the first three weeks of the season, uh, them being two and one now after losing to the Dolphins. Um, but but yeah, I would say the play of the Dolphins. Uh, the play of the Eagles, and then Lamar playing like he's played the first three weeks, you know, uh, not signing a, a contract and playing the final year of his deal and playing like he's played. I think those are kind of the top storylines the first three weeks of the season. So just quickly with Tua. Tua's obviously, he was signed to the Miami Dolphins, had two years there, went through a torrid mm-hmm. injury situations that himself put himself through. So there was a lot of doubt there. You'd speak to everyone, they're like, look, I'm not, quite sure on tour has he um, changed everyone's kind of thinking about him in three games you've seen the toy tour tongue of Iloa that probably people predicted but we're just yep. a little bit unsure about well again I think it's early mm. um, so let's see how it plays out over the next you know four mm. to eight weeks and see if that what we're seeing is is truly going to be what he's going to be throughout the rest of his NFL career Certainly from a play design standpoint, I think they kind of tapped in to what he does well, which is RPOs, throwing in breaking routes and being accurate, putting the ball on receivers so they can make plays after the catch. And, and again, just surrounding him with playmakers, you know, with, with, with Tyreek Hill coming over there, Tyreek Hill makes a lot of quarterbacks look better because of what <laughs> he can do after the catch. And so if you can get in the ball in space, he's going to make plays. They, they can run the football a little bit so they have balance. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the thing with Tua was his accuracy. I mean, a lot of people compared him to Drew Brees because of his size and his ability to throw with accuracy inside the pocket with the play design that Mike McDaniel has brought over from the, the Niners. We're kind of seeing him at his best right now. Hey, Eric, what's shaping up to be the strongest and weakest divisions? That's a great question because I think going in, we thought it was going to be the AFC West and the NFC West, and that's certainly not the case right now when you look at the standings. I mean, you look at the NFC East, which is traditionally, you know, one of the, the weakest divisions in the league, and, you know, you have the, the Eagles at 3-0, and and then you have Dallas and the Giants at 2-1, and 
And then again, the NFC North, another team that's another division that's traditionally very weak. Minnesota two and one, Green Bay two and one, Chicago two and one. So I would kind of point to those two divisions right now, and the team, the division that we thought were going to be, you know, uh, at the top of, of the league, AFC West, NFC West are, are struggling right now. Hey, talk talk to us about the the Chiefs and the Packers. Obviously, the Chiefs had a had a little, little bit of a blip in the road yesterday, and the Packers just kept flying. Mm-hmm. So they've obviously got one. Oh, battle of the old dogs, Brady Rogers. So he'll take one nil. In that department, but Chiefs Packers—they're going to be there come into the season. They're looking like the ones to beat. You're being kind with the Chiefs. I mean, that was a dumpster fire. There's no <laughs> way they should have lost that game. I mean, you, you get a guy—you're off the field—and uh, Chris Jones says a couple not so nice words apparently to, to Matt Ryan, which again I have question oh. with that with that call. I mean, he wasn't like he, he threw a punch or anything, but again, that's a point of emphasis with the NFL right now in terms of the. The, the, the sportsman-like and sportsman-like penalties. So they get new life and they're able to drive and get a score. But there was a ton of other plays that the Chiefs should have made, mm. uh, starting with the kicker struggling and, and and things like that. So they lose that game on the road. But I think they'll be fine. They'll, they'll figure it out. Um, Packers, you know, two and one. Again, you know, it, they always start off pretty good and, and, and get to the postseason. It's their issues that they have in the postseason, really, that kind of define – Aaron Rodgers and what's been going on with that organization, just just not being able to get through the playoffs and to the Super Bowl. So we know the Packers are going to be solid. Obviously, they have um, experience issues at receivers that they're kind of working through, um, but we expect them to kind of figure that out with the talent that, that is Rodgers mm-hmm. at that position. Um, and again, I think you could kind of say the same thing with Mahomes, with you know the issue with, with Eric Bieniemy and the offensive coordinator. They were kind of going back and forth. Uh, just before halftime as they walked off the field again with a talent like Mahomes you just you just expect them to figure it out I think the, the Chiefs have won the AFC West at least six straight times now and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a seventh they keep and they keep it rolling along well, who's your MVP at the at the moment Eric I think it's Lamar you know I, I just think with the way that he is playing right now uh, both making plays inside of the pocket and with his feet um, it just taxes the defense because you have to worry about him scrambling and getting first downs, you know, and being able to to keep the chains moving. Um, I think Lamar is playing at a very high mm. level. I would put him number one. Hurts number two. Probably Josh Allen number three. Oh, okay, mate. I'm a, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. It's been a horrible last couple of years. <laughs> I must say, it's hasn't been anything to smile about. But we got our first dub. Against the Saints. So is that going to yep. give us any confidence? Can you give me any confidence going forward? Can Baker take us through? I, I think Baker has looked better each game he's played in that system. You know, it's hard for Baker because he wasn't there for the entire offseason. So mm. he's still kind of learning that offense and learning, you know, what he can do within that offense. Uh, they get the Cardinals, I believe, this week. You know, the Cardinals are struggling a little bit as well. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. Kyla Murray. Hey, what's going uh, on me? Against uh, Baker. Um, both guys played at Oklahoma. Mm. Um, know each other well, I would assume. And both those teams need a win. You know, Carolina's one and two. Arizona's one and two. Um, that's actually one of the games I'm interested in watching this weekend. It's interesting. Hey, Kyla Murray, he's uh, obviously... Um, been an absolute talent last couple of years, but they, they look to be struggling there at Arizona Cardinals. Hey, quickly, just on Tom Brady. Tom Brady, well, let's be honest, looks a bit all over the show this year. Personally, professional, should we be a bit worried? 
Yeah, I definitely think we should be worried. I mean, obviously, <laughs> with with what's happening off the field with his family, sounds like they weren't entirely excited about him, you know, unretiring and getting <laughs> back on the field. Is is Tom finally showing his age at forty five? Is is maybe there looks to be some chinks in the arm a little bit, but I, I'm not gonna to close the book on Tom. I mean, we, we've seen this happen too much where it looks like he's done and then he just figures mm-hmm. things out and. <laughs> and he's so efficient from inside the pocket. Um, let's 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 see let's see some more games and see what happens. You're talking about retirees. What about the rookie that's impressed you the most? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, hasn't really been any rookies really pop. I don't think this year. It's been mostly experienced guys. I'm trying to think like mm. some of the top guys that were drafted this year. Um, you know, Thibodeau got hurt with the Giants. You know, yeah, I, I guess Walker when the Jaguars has, has done a nice job rushing the passer and really the Jaguars as a team, I think are, are one of the surprise teams oh, in the league. Yes, two yeah. and one Doug, Doug Peterson going there, you know, they finally have an adult coaching them. I think that helps, you know, based on what happened with Meyer last year. Um, and that's another interesting game because I think you have Jacksonville going to Philadelphia. So that'll be a homecoming of sorts for, for Peterson going back and facing his former team that he won a Super Bowl with. But um, yeah, I guess I would go with Walker right now. Walker, ooh, yes, the Jaguars, man, they smoked the Chargers. That was an interesting result yeah. there. Just, just quickly, Joey Burrows, Joey B from the Bengals, are they having mm-hmm. second-year blues? What's going on there? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> obviously having struggle protecting him and, and, and keeping him clean, and that's why he struggled a little bit. They did get the win last week, so they get to one and two. Mm. Uh, but, you know, people know who they are now. When you go to the Super Bowl, there's going to be a target on your back. You're, you're going to get team's best effort uh, every week. And so they're dealing with that part of it. And they're they're dealing with that reconfigured offensive line and trying to build chemistry with that group, that group to better protect him. So, again, you know, three weeks mm. in, we'll yeah. see if they can kind of get things going. You know, it's, it's early. Uh, but so far, it hasn't been great for the Bengals. Yeah, it is early days. We're only three weeks in. You're dead right. We've got a whole season ahead of us. And hopefully my Panthers can just keep on pounding. <laughs> Mate, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Eric Williams, uh, giving up your time and just shedding some light. The Dolphins, 3-0, very, very surprising. Mate, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we can chat to you later on in the year when it gets to the juicy time of the season. S-E-N-Z. And it will be juicy because the NFL always gets juicy storylines galore. Yesterday, America's team, Dallas, going into the Big Apple and giving the Giants a little run for their money. Good to see Saquon Barkley back. Mm. How big are his calves? Bigger <laughs> or smaller than Kempe's arms? Huge. Saquon Barkley, hell of a running back, I must say. Kempe, Kempe will give him a good run for his money. Um, but the Giants? Baby cows. My baby so, cows I didn't see fine. that game. Who won that game? Dallas. Dallas. They Dallas. got up. Because Giants have started, what, 2-0? And, um, the, First time ever. And obviously Dak Prescott's out at the moment, so the Cowboys keeping their role alive. And, yeah, no, their defense um, was, well, they're just animals. And mm. they just kept getting to Danny Dimes and putting heaps of pressure under them. And that's the issue with the Bengals at the moment as well. A lot of these teams with good quarterbacks, you kind of – just leaving your quarterback on an island, Justin Herbert as well, if you don't have an offensive line that can protect them. And mm. the, the defences across the league are so brutal at the moment. There's nothing – I couldn't imagine anything worse than standing in their pocket trying to be brave and stepping up while four full-growing 
Linebackers better, are just coming Bulldozers. flying Nothing at better. You. Nothing better. I'll tell you what, and, and what if you're a chirpy little quarterback too and they actually got through and sacked you? What would you have been a Kempe? Oh, man. I'd... Ken Newton. Oh, yeah. Ooh. No, no, what position? Quarter, quarterback, 100%. Yeah. Quarterback? Yeah. Quarterback. <laughs> yeah. What? You got through. That's right. <laughs> Mate, have you seen my arm? Oh, I can see your arms. But ask, ask Auntie. Ask Auntie about my arm. Give, me, give me one. Give me one. Thing. Give me one across from the table. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hit that guy down there, the coffee machine, right between the eyes. Oh, Kempe. Quarterback. Yeah, I didn't pick that. I was thinking maybe a. Oh, just an oh, offensive These days, mate, offensive offensive line. These days <laughs> on front line. <laughs> Snap. Running back, you know, just see you just bulldozing through. Nah, quarterback, bro. Right, quarterback. Is he? Wide receiver? Too, too, I'd too, give a, too yeah. much upstairs to be playing wide I'd receiver. Give a wide, back in my heyday, Running I'd, routes. I'd give my wide receiver a little route, a little goosey route, a little dummy gooey <laughs> off the right, back into the running little, you know. Odell. Yeah, mate. So yeah, look, I, I'm, it's so good, such a good game. I enjoy watching. It. Even better on PlayStation. Very technical. Audible, audible. Omaha, Omaha. So good. <laughs> Odell Beckham PlayStation. <laughs> mate, you're 35. That was back in you're the day. 35. 34 too, please. <laughs> oh, there's a bit of tension here. This one. 22 <laughs> minutes past seven. Give us warehouse. Great savings every day. What position would? Uh, Kempi and Izzy if they played NFL. Quarterback. American football. Quarterback. I don't know if you're quarterback. Or a <laughs> Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Well, yesterday I took some time out and I listened to a very good mate of mine talk about his journey through life and the many struggles he had as an elite sportsman. His story was captivating and honest, but more importantly, it was an insight into a much bigger issue that many men refuse to talk about even today. And the reason we struggle to talk about this issue is because of the stigma that is attached to it. You see, depression does not distinguish the difference between colour or race, whether you're a male or female, or even a scaffolder or an elite sportsman. When the black dog, that's depression, comes knocking, It hits you like a ton of bricks and it locks you behind closed doors, curtains closed, not wanting to interact with anyone or anything. So it gives you some context when my friend had the courage to share his own struggles and show some vulnerability while sharing his story. He showed us that you don't have to harden the hell up. I'd use a few more fresh words in that one. And that it's okay to talk about depression. For many, the struggle is real. But what Izzy has done by having the courage to talk openly and honestly about his struggles gives many more the validation to start their own conversation on their road to recovery. Well done, Izzy. Proud of your brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, um, oh cheers, Kempy. Yeah, it was a big day yesterday. Obviously, um, went on this journey and... Yeah, initial thoughts when I got asked to share my journey and share my story, I was a bit apprehensive. Um, just, yeah, just a bit unsure. Look, and the whole thing, why I did it. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't want this to be, um, be about me and and obviously the struggles I've felt. But hopefully, for me, sharing my struggles and being vulnerable will help someone out there that's at home. I've had so many messages from people, which has been overwhelming. Just. Appreciating and showing the uh, the vulnerability that I've shown, and and that that's what I wanted to do is just really normalise it, 
you know, I've, sh- I've struggled for a very long time, but I was embarrassed about it. I don't want anyone to know because, you know, you boys know me. I'm, I'm Izzy Dag, the fun, the energiser, the laugher, you know, the character, the joker. But but on the other side, I've, I've got my own struggles that I feel every day. And uh, so I didn't want people to see that. Um, but, you know, I've, I've come out and, and, and I've opened up and it's it's been probably the best thing, a weight off my shoulder. And, and look, I'm not the finished product by far, a long way from the finished product, but I've recognised it. And I'm making taking steps in in my journey to to confront it, and um, yeah, so that that's what it's about, boys. A big week, mental health awareness week. It should be at the forefront of our conversations every single day, really. But uh, Kempi, yeah, I no, appreciate that, mate. It's um, yeah. No, you're welcome, mate. I, no, look, I appreciate what you've done too. You know, like breaking the breaking the mold. You mm. know, making making people feel that it's okay to talk. Because, like I said yes, uh, yesterday. Normalising those conversations, mate, it's, it's so good for mm. our mental health, and we need to recognise we should have a mental health week. We should have a mental health year. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it should just be normal. Yeah. Like you said, normalise it. The more of us that can talk about it, especially us men here in Aotearoa, the better we are, and and the more people we're going to save. I'm telling you. Yep. Echo both of your thoughts there, and uh, if anyone wants to go and check that out, you can just head to Izzy's Instagram, and you'll find the links there. I'd Completely echo Kempi's thoughts there. I thought it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really special, was he? So kia ora bro. And, Cheers, bro. But, um, 29 away from eight. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. We'll get to your texts and some sports headlines after this. SCNZ, we are 27 away from 8 o'clock this morning. We've got plenty coming up today, including some Heartland Code. And we'll talk to Steve Lancaster about some good community rugby initiatives going on with the pink socks you will see in the NPC this weekend. But Fueling Mule Mission all year round is Gull. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Visit gull.nz. And a bit of breaking news this morning. Super Rugby Olpiki is back, guys, for 2023. And it's going to be an extended season as well, which is awesome because we barely got scratching the started scratching the surface of it last year. And uh, the head coaches for the Opiki competition have been named: Chiefs Manua, Crystal Koa, Hurricanes Paua, uh, Paua uh, Victoria Grant. We've got Willie Walker who retains his gig with the Blues, and uh, Blair Black Baxter down in. Yep. Well, it's not the. Crusaders team Matatu Matatu the south, whole South Island yeah, yeah great to see it back I think this is only just the start from what we're seeing now with the Black Men spoke about it yesterday I'm so pumped October 8th um, and great to see some wahine getting recognition in the head coaching role Kempi yeah, that man. has been a big part of the conversations is when you know when are we going to next Pathways Pathways is coming through and so great to see them talk to talk to um, Huey McGahn the other day and uh, on breakfast in Mate, I woke up this morning and one question I didn't I, I didn't ask him and I should have asked him. I said, "Why have we got an Aussie coach in the Kiwi team?" You know, just I know you're talking about a woman. It's like yeah. it's like that. Like let our wahine coach our women's team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I think what Wayne Smith is doing um, uh, with the with the women coaches and giving them up the skills, yeah. hand it over. Yeah. And that's the problem with sport is that. Once they get something, and I've seen this, I'm, not, I'm talking everything from governance to, to operations to coaching, is once they get their hands on it, mm. they forget to give it back. Yeah. 
you know. Mm. So you can you can you can pathway it and grow it, but hand it back. Yeah, you know, hand hand. Oh, that fruits don't get me started. <laughs> well, love yeah. it. Love like, your passion as always. M- might be the wrong time for Chris to come through and poke the bear, but he says <laughs> you're definitely in special teams, Skimpy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe like the long snapper or like the <laughs> person that holds the ball. You had a big boot on you, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, punter, punter. Yeah. Both feet, both feet. Punter, right. Uh, 0800 Of course, the Kennard Tire phone line is there. And Ed, you've uh, heard that off the bat friends episode from Kempe and you want to have a chat about some mental health, man? Yeah, bro. Um, so um, this morning, the cousin was telling me about um, Israel and he had depression. I was going, what? And um, just check this out, and he was telling me Israel's story, and I was like, bro, that's like the time when I broke down in tears when I got dropped from the New Zealand schoolboy Kiwi. When um, they, um, they dropped me in the third test uh, just before the game. And so I was crying my eyes out. I had to go suit up in a tracksuit and go shake the hands of the Prime Minister mm. and hold back the tears. And, um, and um, I got through, uh, well, I blocked it out. And um, I just carried on, you know, on. Oh, what happened? The second test, I got caught up because Villa got water on the knee. And um, I got an offload away, 80 metre runaway try. We won that test. Graham Lowe came into the changing rooms and he shook my hand and he goes, you're too big. And I was going, oh, yeah. The next week I went to training with the boys uh, down in Huntley and then blah, blah. Oh, sorry, no, in uh, Auckland here because it was at Carwell Park. And um, I got told in the morning that by the coach uh, manager, bro, you're not playing today because, um, and I never knew the reason why. And years later, uh, a couple of years ago, I was talking to the captain of that team, the New Zealand Schoolboys team, Jay, Jay Wong Q, and uh, the vice captain, Sean Carey. And they said, bro, we remember that. And it, it, it was politics. Uh, George Rainey, New Zealand Rugby League uh, national president, whatever he was, chairman, he said there were too many Auckland boys in that team and uh, Otara Scorpion. <sighs> You got the chop. Oh, no. And then oh, I just started bawling my eyes out in, in the changing rooms. Mm. And to tell you the truth, Sean, Sean and Jay said, bro, it broke all our hearts, bro. Mm. We went out there brokenhearted. Mm. And, um, you know, I was going, wow, man, I didn't know that. You know, because mm. I'd never, no one spoke about it. I just blocked it out when I was 15. Mm. And then I just carried on. I went hard for the Auckland thing. Because, you know, to get to the Kiwi, I had to make Auckland. It took mm. me three years. And then, now and beat every other team and we did that mm. we beat Taranaki we had the pious school against any other teams and I got player of the man against man of the match against Canterbury I love your story there Ed mate I honestly do and uh Obviously, it's um, sport, mate. It's obviously it brings so many highs, but it can also bring so many lows, brother. And um, yeah, it's just politics is, is all part of it. And I appreciate your honesty coming through. And now you know and and sharing your own struggles. And then hopefully, with uh, my, me sharing my own struggles, has shed some light on your feelings and and can hopefully potentially help you you going forward, mate. Appreciate your call, Ed. Always passionate as always. I think I think a bit of context around that, mm. um, around your corridor, uh on the national t- um, nationwide TV, as he was that uh, that missing out on that World Cup team and taking your trip up to America and fi- refining, uh, defining what you what you stood for and et cetera, et cetera. And you're dead right, you know. Like there there are parts in your life, especially when you're a sportsman. Hard case, Ed, talking about all those people, George Rainey, the New Zealand Rugby League, too many Aucklanders getting picked on the side and all that sort of stuff. Uh, 
and I was I had a similar experience. I I bored my eyes out when they never picked me in the schoolboys when I was fourteen. Mm. Um, and and it does. I'm not saying you know it, that's what I'm saying. Like harden the hell up type thing. Like it's okay, it's okay. Big boys do cry, mm. and the te- the tears. My mum used to always say that. You know, like she used to say, make sure you make sure you let those tears come out. And it wasn't until I I fully immersed myself in Te Ao Māori that understood Karioroto. You know your your emotions and that. Tears are actually part of healing, mm. and that you have to let the tears flow. You know what I mean. So um, we were taught as young kids, like my dad used to say, "Stop crying." Mm. You know what are you doing? Mm. You better stop crying, or I'll give you something to cry about. Now that doesn't happen anymore, no. and we've got to we've got to recognise that. And thanks a lot, Ed, for sharing that story because recognising it now, and and that's what I mean. Like letting Izzy talk about it. Yeah. Um, if it helps one person, mate, you succeeded. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep sharing those conversations. I appreciate that, Ed, and love that little convo from you there, Uncle. Nineteen away from eight. Let's chat some Heartland rugby with Theo Davidson after this. Yes, good morning. Time to talk some Heartland rugby. It's been a season to remember for South Canterbury, who are currently undefeated in the Heartland Championship. They're six from six with two games remaining in the regular season, and it's hard to see anyone upsetting them at this point. As the juggernaut rolls on, Saturday gone was a special occasion for several of the Waimati players in the squad, as for the first time in 95 years, the club hosted a South Canterbury game. One of those players is halfback Theo Davison. He'll no doubt have the nickname the Mouth of the South. Am I right, Theo? <laughs> Typical halfback, big mouth? Yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I've heard that a few times, but yeah, I don't know how true it is. <laughs> you'd know, mate, you'd know. Hey, brother, um, obviously the season is flying at the moment. What's in the water, mate? You must be uh, pretty happy. Always things to work on, though, going into playoffs, but happy with the season so far? Yeah, so far it's been it's been pretty good. Um, it's, it's one of those competitions that anyone can get up on their day and beat you, so we've had a few tight wins and, and got through a couple of close games, but um, so far, it's been a very, very good season. Obviously, South Canterbury Rugby has had strong infrastructure for a while now. Is it a player-led, or does the union do a lot to contribute contribute to your success? Uh, it's a bit of a mixture of both. Um, the, the, season, uh, the last two years, we've had uh, a lot of experience in the team that have been there for a few years, but uh, the union really gets behind the, the team and um, backs us all the way. Mate, what about your combination with Sam Briggs, the 10 from Nelson? He's flying at the moment. Are you enjoying that little relationship? Yeah, Briggs is a good man. He's a great footy player. I don't know how he hasn't cracked um, the top the top comp in the yeah. country, but uh, he's uh, he's outstanding for us, and he has been the last two years. Mate, which other teams have impressed you? Um, you know, Wanganui are always always strong. Kings Valley, um, our neighbours North Targo and Mid Canterbury, who we have this weekend, they're always tough tough to beat. Um, yeah, it's just a really strong comp. It, it, everyone's good on their day. Yeah, it's 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 competition flying, mate. It's great to see some of the lesser teams uh, obviously fighting for some competition. You got East Coast who've trending in the right direction the last couple of years, but mate, um, talk to us about the week as a Heartland player. What does a week in Theo Davidson look like? Like the trainings, how much do you get together? Your analysis. Talk us through it. Uh, we just get together on a Tuesday, Thursday night. Um, obviously, we all, all work through the week and then head up or head to training for a couple of hours, 
if we're playing up in North Island, we'll we'll fly out Friday and have a wee training run on the Friday afternoon wherever we're playing, and then game day Saturday. A little recovery like session, a little recovery session, nah. boys wearing their recovery garments, the other tights, and little ice oh. baths or what? <laughs> oh, not quite that intense. And straight back yeah, into the gum boots, eh? Yeah, resting the head after a big night on the <laughs> on the Panthers. Yeah. No on, the, on the recovery juice there, Amber. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah. Hey, hey, Theo, you know, one thing I have noticed about that comp is the amount of Fijians that are running around in it. There's, there's some decent players there. Um, what's your experience with the boys at, uh, from Fiji? Yeah, they're great guys. They're all just super athletic, loving off, off, love offload, but they're also awesome off the field. As you uh, set up a wee carver session <laughs> after the game. And, <laughs> Later on the night, and it's, it's quite good to get around, get everyone around each other, and yeah, get into that. A bit of recovery. Oh, there we go. Yeah, eh? yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. That is the best. They, best love, they love it, mate. We know you're juggling. You're juggling a bit of work with rugby. Is it true you're also one of the most elite gas fitters in the country? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I, I managed to get a good result in my exam last year somehow. Um, must have fluked it. Uh, yeah, that's all good. Hey, so what about the, the characters in the game, um, you know, that, that you're running around with or playing against, Theo? Is there, have you got someone in your team that oh, sort of, always. you know... couple you, from Mount Pleasant. I met them not so long ago, actually. Who, who are those blokes? From Mount Pleasant? Yeah, I, I went and uh, delivered the Pleasant, uh, Pleasant Point, sorry, Pleasant Point uh, Rugby Club I, Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a couple of uh, pundits here playing for your team. I can't remember the names off the heart, but yeah, they were good crack. Tegan Gray. That's him. Yeah, that's him. front row. He's, yeah, he's a good bugger, yeah. yeah. He's actually, he played a couple of seasons for Wymody and then left us, so a bit, a bit gutted about that, but he's a good man. He got, what, did he get a, a bigger check to, to leave the club, did he? Oh, he, mu- he, mu- he must have, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, beautiful! Hey, mate, what about Zach Mackay? Yeah, how's Zach? How's Zach made his transition? Obviously, I played a little bit back in club rugby in Christchurch, mate. He's gone there, big talent. He's had his fair share of injuries, mate. But what has he brought to the side? Old Noodles, he's outstanding, eh? He's just a great man. He um, he just he's the solid, solid guy in the back line that doesn't do anything wrong. He reads the game so well. What's your expectations, mate? Rolling into the finals. Uh, we've got a couple of big weeks to get through first, so mm. I've got Mid Canterbury and East Coast, who are both both um, tough games. Um, and then it's just yeah, take it game by game. Hopefully, we get a semi at home would be nice, and then get through that, and then the big dance. Anything can happen. Is it the big dance? Is that Pleasant Point, isn't it? I think if you make the I've, home, I've, I've heard a few few rumours. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. Beautiful. That's a good good track there, mate. It'll be even better next year because, again, the new turf, courtesy of PGG yeah. Rights and Turf, eh? How good was that? How good is that? Yeah, it's going to be bloody outstanding this year. Hey, mate, just quickly before we let you go, your last game, taking on East Coast. Is that up at the coast or home? Nah, down home. Yeah, down Geraldine. So. Oh, mate, if you're up the coast, time. you would have had a good old feed, that's for sure, mate. You would have been oh, crayfish yeah. galore. <laughs> That's, that's my favourite place to go, that's for sure. It's awesome. They look after you out there. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Hey, uh, Theo, we appreciate you coming on. Six from six. You're two away from heading to the playoffs, chasing that back-to-back performance win in the Heartland Championship. We appreciate it, mate. All the best, and keep fitting that gas, brother. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. There he is. Theo Davison. Good dudes, eh? Yeah. Mate, we still train Tuesday Thursday. Remember that? 
Mate, Tuesday, Thursday, that's it. Then yeah. go and play on play on Saturday. I was talking to the lads about it. Hey, just two trainings, nighttime training. These boys always work. I said, like, oh, sure, the captains run. They're like, nah, nah. Oh, if we travel and we get there early enough, we'll go have a captains run. But you know, we'll just chill out. <laughs> Captain like, runs a warm up. Man, like for 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 the amount of time they have on their field. Not that, you know, it's pretty good standard, really. And look, South Canterbury, they've clearly got the mix off the field right because the, there's a huge sustainability factor. They've been good for a long time now, and they sound like they've got real committed players. And, and look, that's half the, half the battle is actually getting people to commit to the, the one common goal, and that is for them winning the Heartland Championship, the Meads Cup, which they go very close to doing every single year. Seven away from eight. Some great texts here, including James thinking that Kempi's a left tackle <laughs> or left right out. <laughs> we'll clear the rest of them. Cut it out. Jimmy boy (laughs) (laughs) James we'll get to those the rest of those texts after this listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ we started the show this morning talking all about Roger Tuivasa-Shek, and mm. we've got a couple of texts I want to get to you, Izzy. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I think with RTS, they need to give him some game time and start him, be it centre or wing. He might not be good enough, but he deserves the answer either way. As you guys know, it's a contact sport, and your body does not stay at peak forever, and if he's not good enough, at least he will be still young enough to have an outstanding league career or a career elsewhere. Have a good day, Steve-O. That rolls into this one from Richard. RTS's instincts have been honed over many years playing out the back. To reinvent himself to play midfield has been a hard watch. Play went sideways a couple of times on Saturday night at the end of the game and he still didn't get his hands on the ball. Looks like the Blues Auckland were unable to unlock another league convert potential and that's kind of where we started, is he? Yeah, the Blues obviously seen something. They they didn't see something. They needed something with TJ Fiani's departure, so they've chucked him in there. Look, honestly, if he's going to have any chance um, going forward, he needs to reinvent himself. And I'd love to see him on the outsides. Give him an opportunity. That's the thing. He hasn't even had an opportunity. He hasn't had an opportunity to go out there and prove himself in the black jersey. He's had 10 minutes. He's had five minutes. He's had nothing, really. So we can't really judge him on on seven minutes of rugby in the black jersey. But it's a fascinating conversation, and it'll be interesting to see where they go next couple of weeks. He'll be playing for Auckland, no doubt, get some game time, and will he make the end of year tour? We'll soon see. Anyway, coming up, Michael Goldstein, Talking Rally. He's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ Wednesday, the 28th of September, and it's just after 8 o'clock. I'm up here in the studio around the lads in Aroha and having a great morning so far. We've been talking, well, we talk, we spoke about some NFL earlier on in the hour. We had Eric Williams, writer for Fox Sports, and he came on and just shared some insights of where the competition is at at the moment. Three rounds in, the Dolphins and the Eagles undefeated, and wow, my Panthers 
getting one to boot over the weekend, beating the New Orleans Saints. So we are back, not. Keep trying, <laughs> keep trying the Panthers. I wish they were kind of like the Penrith Panthers, but <clears throat> they're far from. <clears throat> anyway, we're going to talk some rally soon, but before then we, uh, we also spoke some Heartland Championship rugby. We spoke to um, Theo Davison. He's the halfback for South Canterbury. That's six from six. If you've missed those, that's okay. You can head over to Izzy and Kempe and uh, wherever you get your podcasts and have a listen to those guests and all our guests that we've had. We had some fantastic guests as of late and uh, it's been uh, really appreciative of their time. But coming up, we're going to talk some rallies shortly and we got to remember, we've got a big announcement. Steve Lancaster is coming in for New Zealand Rugby. And they have a big announcement about 80, 8.40ish this morning. And, well, Kempe, after all the banter he uh, gave Steve a while back when he came into the studio about coffees, where's your coffee? You get this, <laughs> get this, NZR, and flick the message through to Louis and ask for coffee orders. Wow, I thought my days of, of getting the wee gift from New Zealand Rugby were over, but they keep coming. I've got a coffee coming at about 840 so I appreciate it. I've asked for a banana smoothie. I know. Do you, do you reckon they'll bring it? <laughs> He's throw, got... a, throw a couple of baps in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking, should I be cheeky here and ask for a <clears throat> banana smoothie? I was like, no, nah, I won't. And then Louis was like, yeah, he's got two couple of flat whites coming in a banana smoothie. I was like, you cheeky little bugger. <laughs> so good. Ever an opportunist? Don't ask. Don't, don't ask. Get. Don't get. You are dead right. You are dead right, my friend. Anyway, got some messages regarding um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. It seems to me that everyone in New Zealand can see these selections apart from selectors, like Will Jordan to fullback, Ardy to seven. Roger outside back. He would have to get more game time if we had not have been struggling so much. And he'll get time on the India tour. There's from Tim. He'll get time on the India tour. Ooh, that's, a, that's a fascinating one. Has he done enough to, to go over there? Are they going to take Anton Leonard-Brown, knowing what Geordie can do? Damien McKenzie coming in. What does that do with Peter Vetter? So many things to debate. Um, but, yeah, be interesting to... To see what unfolds. But right now, Kempe, we're going to talk some Rally New Zealand. How good, eh? Tomorrow, the return of Rally New Zealand, a decade in the making, will be complete. The event gets underway and the glorious sounds and smells of the highest performance rally vehicles will be found in Auckland before some of our most beautiful spots around the North Island gets a taste of the world's fastest cars on gravel. Michael Goldstein is Rally New Zealand CEO and has been central to the return of this event for a very long time. Now, Mordena, Michael. Mordena, Tony. Mordena, Mordena, mate. A day out. You must be excited. How are you feeling? Um, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> he says with trepidation. But, um, no, it's, it's been a big few months, and um, we're getting to the pointy end. So we kick off tomorrow. Can't wait. Mate, it's obviously been a, a lot of water under the bridge, Michael. Um, Ten years. Ten years since uh, we've had a bit of a taste of, of rally in New Zealand, mate. Talk us about the journey to get it back here. Yeah, it's, it's a long time ago. Um, geez, we st- I started it in 2015 over in uh, Australia where we thought they had it for three years and then it was going to come back over here for three years. But um, we got met with a pretty frosty reception back in 2015 from the Aussies who wanted to keep it. Um, so we just kept kind of pushing away and eventually we got it back. And then obviously COVID up at that and now we're back 10 years on well they have to keep something they can't get the bledders low <laughs> um but mate just clarify something for us is it true that you're racing in the domain tomorrow like what do you do with the speed humps and and the the glass <laughs> houses and stuff cars. like that 
they just fly right over them. <laughs> yeah. um, they, got, they got wins. So, yeah, yes, yes, we are in the domain, and it's at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, and it's free. Uh, so hopefully the weather plays ball, and lots of people come out, because this is like the first time to see the this new generation vehicle in action. Mm. And, um, you know, the WRC has changed a lot in 10 years, right? Like, we're now in uh, hybrid electric mode with fully sustainable fuel, and these little cars absolutely fly. And people will be blown away tomorrow night at the domain. Oh, mate. Oh, it's going to be a hell of an event to watch free. So go along to the domain. You can witness those fast cars firsthand, mate. Uh, how much of a logistical challenge has this whole event been? Well, we, the, the rallies are across 275 kilometres of gravel roads, mm. um, plus the domain. So, you know, to, to use public roads, um, you know, obviously requires traffic management plans and engagement with communities. And this um, overarching um, principle of safety is just paramount to the event. So, you know, to, to maintain that the roads are safe through these, these cars going 100 kilometres an hour, 180 kilometres an hour, sorry, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. And, um, you know, we've got a team of, hundreds and hundreds of volunteers that run rallies, you know, from Hawke's Bay and Otago, but this is, this is the pinnacle. And, um, it's, it's, um, it's a really interesting part of the sport, to be honest. You know, it's, it's different to running a, um, you know, sport in a stadium or, you know, in a golf course, mm. you know, the, the infrastructure and the volunteer base and the experience required is, is quite immense. And, um, you know, it's a really interesting part of, of this major event. Mate, it's a hive of activity down at um, Solo Park there. What about funding uh, the event? You know, you talk about numerous volunteers coming on board, but does a council get involved? Do the, do the government get involved in making sure um, with all this, all these people, international people coming over, they, they support you? Yeah, but events like this aren't possible without mm. public sector in New Zealand. So we've got a lot of support from the Auckland Council, Tataki Auckland Unlimited, um, and they've been behind this event for a few years now through the highs and lows with COVID. Um, yeah, the event brings in over a 1,000 international competitors and participants. And if you come down to the um, Silo Park, which is free, the service park down here, you'll see people from Finland and Sweden and all around the world who are, who are here to either drive, co-drive, be mechanics, the media. Um, you know, the, the number of people that are coming into Auckland for this event is immense. Mm. Um, we'll have over 30,000 bed nights this week uh, associated with the event, um, which is also fans, right? Like the fans from all across New Zealand, people are listening now. They are literally the ticketing information is fascinating. The, the regional dispersion throughout New Zealand, people coming. Because um, rallying, I think, has got this place in our hearts. It's very grassroots. It's got a long legacy. Um, and it just blows me away when I look through the people who have bought tickets. They're from Otata and Greymouth and, nice. um, you know, Whanganui. And it's just like really, it's really diverse. And I think that, that it was all part of the story in terms of bringing people to Auckland to come and watch this event. So, so you're talking a thousand participants. I was talking to Louis off here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm limited in my rally knowledge, but as what's are the strength of the drivers? Are they the full strength um, drivers that are coming from around the world. Is this like a fully strength event that we're going to see here in New Zealand? Yeah, hundred percent. This is this is the world championship. There's 13 events around the world, and we're awesome. one of them. Same points 
for us as there is in Monte Carlo, as there is in Sweden, Finland. Um, so this is a full-blown event. It's like if you watch Drive to Survive, you know, this Formula One calendar, we're one of the events. Um, it's just this is Formula One on gravel. Man. So um, what's really exciting this week is that um, we're around 11 of 13, mm-hmm. and this young Finnish star, Kale Robinpera, um, if he wins, then he'll win the world championship already with two rounds to go. Well, well, tell us a little bit about that, Michael. Like, give us a give us a couple of names that people should be looking out for. Who do you who do you think is going to be leading the uh, the leaderboard um, through, during this event? Yeah, well, Robin Pera is, you know, he's got the world championship at his fingertips, hmm. and um, if he wins, he, he'll be twenty. He turns twenty two on Saturday, so he's crazy young world champion. <laughs> Um, Where's the birthday party? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Jack's Ridge. <laughs> um, so he's, he's the favourite, but um, road position makes a real impact because he's first on the road on Friday, which means that he sweeps sweeps the road. It's a bit slower. Mm. There's more gravel on there. Um, and so what's really interesting is this event, we've got Sebastian Ogier also competing, um, and he's in a Toyota and... He's got a, a, a road position which is much later, so he's got an advantage on Friday um, with the road being swept. Sebastian Ogier is a name that people probably not as familiar in New Zealand as they should be, but he's won the World Championship eight out of the last nine years. <laughs> but he's, a, he's, a, he's a living legend in rallying. Uh, because we haven't had the WRC in New Zealand for 10 years, we haven't, he's only been down here once. Mm. So, you know, Sebastian Ogier is a huge name in motorsport. He's He's one of the best drivers in the world across all disciplines. And him and he's he's kind of the old guard and Robin Pierre is the young guard and it's going to be an interesting fight between the two of them this week. Oh, man, how good would that be for the event if we did crown the world champ WRC here in New Zealand? It'd be a hell of a party, I must say. Hey, just quickly on, on Rally New Zealand and, and, our, and our own participants, you've got Hayden Pan, you've got Shane Van Gisbergen, obviously the big the bigger names that are rallying around here, but what does the pathways look like for, for drivers in New Zealand, mate? Is there a lot of up-and-comers up coming through that we could probably keep an eye out for? Yeah, absolutely. There's There's... Pathways through communities across across the country, whether that's you know the Catlins Coast Rally, mm. through to the New Zealand Rally Championship, and then this is obviously the pinnacle. Um, so there's there's about 45 Kiwis competing this week, um, nice. and some of them are the up and coming stars. So one that's quite notable is Ari Pettigrew, who um, is uh, yeah an up and coming star. He's he's got um, Greg Murphy's old um, holder, and um, he's He's a red hot favourite for the New Zealand Rally Championship um, this this week. Um, but yeah, when you, when you go out there, there's, there's a number of different categories of cars and lots of Kiwis. Whether they're um, you've been around for a while or they're the up and coming guys, it's um, it's all part of the mix, you know. Kiwis competing alongside the international staff. Beautiful, mate. Great to hear that we're in good stead. We were actually just talking earlier on. We got good uh, memories of growing up and playing Colin McRae Rally on PlayStation. So that's the closest we got to a, to a rally car. But we're, one the, of the, we're the same. Uh, we're the same generation, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I, I mean. A, I even bought an old bloody. Corolla to hoon around the paddocks and oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that with my mum's car until I hit, hit the um, hit my neighbour's car and then got an absolute 
clipped ears for that, but mate, I'll stay away from that for sure. Hey, mate, we appreciate you coming on, Michael, and well done getting WRC back in New Zealand for motor fans around the country, and great to see ticket sales from all parts of New Zealand are going to witness and enjoy this event, mate. Uh, congratulations, and all the best for the next couple of days. It's going to be outstanding, mate. Thanks for having me, guys, and hopefully everybody comes out to watch, because this thing doesn't come around every every year, that's for sure. Yeah, beautiful, mate. You never know. Might not be back. Might be another 10 years knowing those Aussies, eh? They always want it all. Oh. They want it all. They don't like sharing. <laughs> They've got to earn it. Got to earn it. Tomorrow, the domain. Mm. I'll be there. I can't wait. That's so cool. So they don't even, they just fly over them. The speed bumps, they go, the <laughs> hydraulics, the suspension's that good. They go that quick. It'll just be like... <laughs> They would be good at good hydraulics, eh? You wouldn't even probably it wouldn't probably bounce. wouldn't even mm. notice it. You know what would be really good is if you they had like you know you could pay your five bucks like you used to back in the old Rainbow Z and jump in one of those cars and take it around the course. Well, you reckon hire a rally car? Well, you, you, you want to drive? <laughs> well, it, mate. five bucks hire a rally oh. car. Just give me a thousand bucks insurance. Oh, gr- Granddad Kemp, you, you, what would you go? Sixty kilometres? Oh, I'd get around there <laughs> eventually. Honestly, that would be great, eh? That'd be great. Like, so, oh, he spoke about Greg Murphy. Well, uh, t- last year I went to Greg Murphy's house, mate. He's got a simulator in his in his in his garage. He's got plenty of millions. They jump in, mate, do the V8 supercars, do the Formula One, change the steering wheel to a Formula One. How realistic are those simulators? You jump in one of those and you think it's so easy. You know, they're just really the detail. You put your foot down, you spin out. Yeah. Man, it was cool. And that's the closest we're probably ever going to get to driving <laughs> an F1 or, yeah, or You need to take Kempe and Greg's house because I don't think they're going to let him take one of these for a spin down Silo no. Park over the Harbour Bridge. But tomorrow night, 6pm at the Domain, that's when it kicks off. I think there's an exhibition drive from about 5. Uh, wander in there. Just have a look and, and go check it out because they've put a lot of work to get it out here. So I think we should mm. definitely support them. Um, other motorsport news, and we'll bring Aroha in here because she's far more articulate on this sort of thing yep. than us. Oh, steady on the articulate. <laughs> oh, you're right, oh. You, you are the uh, all things sense and sensibility around here. Um, Formula, I'll take that one. Tick. F- Formula One doubling their sprints, their sprint re- events to six from to next year. What does this mean for Formula One fans, Aroha? It means they are sucking us into watching that little bit more. <laughs> so firstly, can I say, Izzy, I would like to see you try and fit into a Formula One car. <laughs> I'd get a really big shoehorn and just ah. figure that one out. I think you could probably get one on each foot. Oh, no chance. Charles no Ledag. <laughs> yeah, what, Charles what Ledag. <laughs> Charles Ledag. Well, you know, I'll... Kempi, we'll give you a go too. <laughs> oh, we'll slip you into one. So what they what they do with Formula One is they monetize it. And you know how we mm. had that big heartbreak about the America's Cup going offshore, and we, we don't like this idea that it's not really Team New Zealand's boat. Well, in Formula One, they have Finnish drivers driving in German teams that are British teams that are based in Austria, I don't know. So it's really monetized. Mm. So having these sprints is another way to make the weekend more exciting. I'm such an F1 nerd, and I know that people out there will may hate what I think about Formula 1, and that's fine. You have the teams that you like, and I have the teams that I like. The sprints do add a bit of something to a mm. weekend, because otherwise what you end up doing is, because in New Zealand time, you're up at like 3 in the morning – 
watching Free Practice 1, and all they're doing is practicing driving round in squiggly circles. You watch them again. And then there's a bit of qualifying. Then there's Free Practice 3. Then there's some qualifying, which is kind of a race of one lap. And then the race isn't until Sunday. So what it does is it gets viewership up and attendance up. It gets people to turn up more because there's some kind of, can't call it a race, um, sprint um, before the big race. So they're sucking people in, essentially, for with more, 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 more. Yeah, they are. It works too. I'm up like at one in the morning, get me caffeine. <laughs> not Red Bull, don't like them. Just joking, Max. Um, not that he needs me to like him because he might win this weekend. He has a mathematical chance of winning the whole thing this weekend. Outstanding, Aroha. And uh, that's, that's very, very sharp analysis from you. Double the sprints. Uh, as we said, rally back in Auckland tomorrow. You can go check it out at the museum. Um, or if you want to head out to Helensville, got to get your tickets for that. I'm not sure whether it's sold out. And Silo Park, if you want to go check out The Village. 21 minutes past eight, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. I'm going to go and collect my banana smoothie. Get our tyre phone line. Call Izzy and Kempi anytime. Oh. 27 minutes past 8 o'clock right now, and here we are with a little bit to come in the show. Uh, Steve Lancaster's going to circle back, and we're going to talk. He's left some pink socks, some lovely pink socks in the studio. as a bit of a clue as to what we'll be chatting about. Um, a big initiative by NZR with the NPC final regular season round this weekend. So the good old mate Steve Lancaster, he loves to wander into studios. He's very good with his time, the GM of Community Rugby. He'll come in and have a chat in about 15 minutes' time. But before then... Well, he's here every day, same time, reliable. Not every day. Oh, that's right. Friday's off. Four day weeks. Four day week. Moati is on the line. Frost, Paulie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gee, this is coming from Izzy. I can't believe it. What, mate? I work every day. Hard. Hard. Today's the day. The wind. Today's the golf himself. (laughs) No golf today. Paulie, I could have flew, flown home yesterday after my work day, but I chose to stay up, stay up, because it's a big day in the Dag household as we head over to Australia for the one and only. <laughs> the have big you, GS. Have you heard a maiden being called like that before, Paulie? <laughs> he's got a horse racing, Paul. He's, us, he's got us for horse racing. So he sent his family home. He stayed in Auckland to watch it on the TV. I love it. I think this is my favourite thing as he has ever done. This is brilliant. Him and the other owners watching it on the tally, getting around each other, and if Pungol gets up, it'll be so worth it. Yeah, that's okay. So is Pungol racing this weekend? Today. 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 Race two at Rose Hill. 5.35. 5.35. Get can, on. Can you make like a, can we make a power play? Can we get a power play loaded onto the website? Like the, Isra- the Izzy Dag yeah, give us something. Can you boost it? What's it, pl- what's it paying? Seven, what's it paying? 7.50. Race give, two. Give us 10 bucks. I'll ask the boys if they'll boost it. Um, I don't know if they'll boost uh, at the win or the top three. I don't know. I'll ask them. Top, oh, that's all I can top do. Four. Top, top four, top four, top four would be good, or top three what boost there. Yeah, top three, three bucks, two seventy to three. That sounds fair. Oh, look, all I can do is ask. They don't, they don't like me over in that uh, part of the building. <laughs> they reckon I'm giving too much away. <laughs> Come on, Thaddeus. Come on, Thaddeus. Uh, the boys would right. love it. Call it the daggy, the daggy uh, special. <laughs> Talk about a black booker, crikey. <laughs> what do you got for us, Paulie? 
Right, I just want to mention the hall pass because it's been really, really popular, um, but a uh, few customers um, haven't quite done it correctly, so they haven't got their hall pass. So um, this is an opportunity for Warriors fans to have a guilt-free bet on the grand final. All you need to do is head to the deposit page uh, of, the, uh, of the TAB website or the app and enter the, pro- enter the promo code hall pass, one word, and then place a $5 or more bet on the grand final, and then you'll get a $20 bonus bet deposited into your account to use. So if, if you didn't quite understand what I said there, head to the punters lounge uh, section of the TAB website, and that's got all the T's and C's and how you go about it. But basically, you've got to go to the deposit page first and put the promo code hall pass in the promo code box there. One word. You can't get it wrong. It's a massive box and it says promo code underneath it, hall pass, one word. And if you're getting it wrong, yep. don't ring the TAB and blame them because <laughs> this, <laughs> there's a little bit of personal responsibility here. Uh, I saw that promo, Paulie, and I thought that was very very sharp work from uh, your crew again. So understandably, if you can't boost Pungo because the promos team have lost the plot this year. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, I guess, make the hay while the sun shines because I don't know how long this is going on. (laughs) (laughs) I love the new regime. Mike Todd for president. Uh, 29 away from nine. Thank you, Paul. Download the TAB app and go and get involved in that. So all you've got to do, go to the deposit page, promo code hall pass, and you can uh, get yourself a little bonus bet. And you can have a guilt-free bet on the NRL grand final, which is his tipping parameter in. Go the eels. That's a slippery eel. <laughs> He's not, not much confidence behind that. That's a slippery eel. Got a eel story? Oh. That's weird. <laughs> 29 away from nine. Back after the news is with Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. <laughs> Seven away from nine this morning. Uh, dog bone uncle, any mighty southern beers news, or is it a dead beer? Oh, yeah. Double A, double three. Look, now nah, it's not a dead beer, but it's sort of <laughs> like, oh, watch your space. Maybe some something happening in the off season, but um, no conversations are still going on in the background. The Come beer, on, Kempy, the beer is simmering. Come on, someone said to get Roger down to Christchurch. Get him down to Christchurches. Yeah, get him down there. Get him down there. It'll Crusader. Make a, make a man of him. Yeah. <laughs> Gig says that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know some good dudes down there too. I, don't, I think about making a man of him is a bit, a bit much. <laughs> hey, well, Sonny Williams first came to the Crusaders and it, he was... Made a, him. <laughs> Izzy Dag and his jandals in the freezing cold. Best friends for That's life. That's not cold. Christchurch. It's not cold. Oh, cut it out. Come down. I can't wait to come down in a couple weeks and we have a nice cold. Bring my singlet down. A couple yeah. of coldies. <laughs> Israel Dagster's equine dragster. Get up, Pungal. Emptied the account at eights and 280. <laughs> Boom. Well, Dave, you should have waited for the the promo that they're about to get when they boost the 280 to the $3. Uh, that'll be good. And that is racing today. So, uh, obviously, at... Eh, 
Rose Hill in Sydney. It's a nice open track. And Chris Waller just had listened to the voicemail that he sent to the ownership group. And yeah, look, he's a so you think. So 1,200 metres is going to be pretty sharp for him, fresh up. But he's got a good draw. He's going to save all the space. He's he's shown in his trials that he can jump and get near the speed. And hopefully they come swooping around him and he just pops off. Huey angles him off at about the 300 and just goes, all right, Pungo, let's see what you can go and um, hit the line strongly. I reckon that's all you really want. You want to see him hitting the line strongly. And other than that, today, there's Cambridge Synthetic, and there's eight races there, and I just... It's it's a funny one. You'd be a little bit weary today because I think a lot of the nicer horses now that we're using the Cambridge Synthetic are actually back to using the turf because the weather is slightly starting to dry, so you kind of get left with this one of these late season synthetic meets and um, it's kind of, I don't want to call them non-winners, but there's a few horses in here that haven't been putting up the results they would have expected during the winter so far. But in race seven, that's what I'm kind of interested in, to be honest, because there's a maiden three-year-old race and Balano for Paul Richards um, has shown promise in its two starts. And over the 19... 19- uh, 1970 here from Barrier 4 it should be able to jump and get near the speed but there is one that's taken a little bit of betting Get Lit now this is a good omen bet for you is he Get Lit it's a Savabelle filly out of Chandelier who I'm pretty sure was the horse that D- DC had a share in Chandelier with Waikato Stud yep. the, the filly that went to the Oaks yep. and um, she's now obviously a dam and so she's very well bred, this filly, and, and Waikato Stud have retained her. She's racing in their colours, Vinnie Colgan, Tony Pike. Um, she was really smart in her trial. Right now, $3.30. Well bred, good draw, really good barn. Ticks a lot of boxes. That is race seven, number six, get lit. And um, the ownership group know how to get lit when they have a few winners as well. Love Racing, Dottie and Zed, your home for thoroughbred racing. After this, Steve Lancaster's back in the studio. We're talking a bit of an initiative from New Zealand Rugby for this weekend, the last weekend of MPC's regular season. Rapid relief from sore throats with Diflam Plus anaesthetic lozenges. Now eleven ninety nine at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. 18 minutes away from 9 o'clock this morning, and we've been teasing it all morning, uh, but this weekend, for the first time, all 14 all fourteen Bunnings Warehouse MPC teams will take the field wearing pink socks in support of Breast Cancer Foundation New Zealand. Steve Lancaster is the GM of Community Rugby for NZR. You've come in a few times now, Steve. It's always great to have yeah, you back in, and especially for something like this, which is an initiative I'm sure you guys are stoked to get off the ground. Yep, really positive initiative and uh, it's something that the, the 14 provincial unions were really keen to look at this year was to have a charity round and we thought you know, with um, this year being year of, that we're hosting a, a Rugby World Cup for women, um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month being the month of October, that it was a perfect charity for us to acknowledge. Maybe was it tough? Uh, like obviously floating the decision around to, to get into the charity would have been difficult to pick, particularly with so many... Well, cancers around in New Zealand, but you've chosen breast cancer. Is how have Breast Cancer Foundation taken this initiative? Yeah, really good, mm. really good. It's, I mean, this is an awareness exercise for yeah. us, really, just to you know to help raise that awareness and pink, you know, pink socks on all fourteen teams. Well, pink on seven and, and white on the other. Um, 
Um, so the home teams will wear pink and the, the, and the away teams will wear white socks, but um, it, should, it should be really visible, really noticeable. Um, the other thing that's really cool is um, Otago have um, re- recoloured the, the O on their jersey pink, and, and that's the first time that, that the O on the Otago jersey hasn't been gold in, in its entire history, so the, the unions have really got into it. You see the, the NRL with what they've done with the uh, women's round and the use of colour and stuff like that. What, how have the players accepted um, this is an opportunity to really, mm. you know, give back to the community. Yeah, I was talking to um, Charlotte, um, who works in, in marketing the NPC competition um, earlier this week, and she was down in, uh, in Vicargo for the Southland game on the weekend. They wanted to come back actually after the win. They think she's a lucky charm, but um, <laughs> she said the players were really positive, and yeah, you know, they were approaching her after the game, saying this is just great. And mm. you know, back to your question, is around was it hard? Uh, landing on a charity, not really. Breast cancer, um, mm-hmm. it affects a lot of families in New Zealand, a lot of people, yep. and so uh, not a lot of debate, frankly. It was a pretty it was a pretty easy one to land on, and the players have been really supportive as well. But is this at the forefront of uh, your mind going forward? Like, you've got a big platform here with New Zealand Rugby and, and the brand that it is to to go forward and, and, and create awareness, not only for breast cancer, but totally so many foundations around around the country yeah it's an opportunity right I mean we, we we think this is going to land really well I mean it's you know it's kind of a, a, a no-lose proposition right like we can raise a bit of awareness um, it's you know the teams get behind it everyone feels good to be supporting a positive charity so hopefully it's something we can build on in future years and how do you make sure it's genuine uh, that you're doing this in a genuine way look obviously wearing pink socks is as a way of showcasing the color that represents um, breast cancer but going forward is it, how you make sure it's just not a one-off yeah, well, again, it's you know, this year it's a, it is it is a one-off, I guess you'd say, and that we want to see how it lands. But again, we expect that it will be that it, that it will land well. I can't really see any reason why it won't. Um, we are um, supporting fundraising around it as well, so it isn't just a token. Mm. Um, yeah, there'll, there'll be um, there'll be a contribution made by each team that's hosting from um, from their gate for the for the weekend. But also, there's the opportunity for. Uh, punters at home to um, to text a donation as well, right? So you nice. don't necessarily have to be at the game to be able to contribute to the charity. I think wearing socks is a real good visible um, way of doing something. Do, is it probably in the future that you also go into club land and that you have a, a pink sock round? So that identifies this as your charity, is your charity round? Or is it just always going to be targeted at the NPC? Again, we haven't really we haven't thought beyond that, and, and look, any decisions around club rugby would be decisions that are made by provincial unions. But mm. look, as I said, the, the fourteen unions involved really supportive, got on board with this really mm. quickly, and you know it wouldn't surprise me, in fact, if if they were willing to work together. Uh, to try and do a national club round. And wouldn't that be cool if you had every club team in the oh, country wearing pink socks? I, I only ask that question because Mark Hughes does the same thing with his hat. You know, he had brain cancer, played a Newcastle, old Newcastle boy, and they, they have a, a Mark Hughes round and they wear a, a beanie every year and he raises millions of dollars. Mm. So I guess it's not just about wearing the pink socks too, it's about everyone else contributing and trying to raise some awareness and some funding for that, that association. I'm, I'm always sure that all the luck. I think... Mm. The visuals on socks are, mm. are such a good way to do that. And, um, mate, awesome. I love the socks. Pink. Izzy <laughs> loves the socks. Well, By the way, he it. needs some. I think, um, I think you'll enjoy the cupcakes that are underneath <laughs> them as well, mate. Right? Hey, uh, Steve, now, the competition, the NPC this year, uh, we spoke about it yesterday in depth, actually, how even it mm. has been. At the start of the year, we ran a little feature here where 
We gave Izzy and Kempi the chance, one after the other, to draft the teams. So they got split into two, and then we're going to add all the regular season points up to the total of their teams and see who was going to come out on top. And I think there was a, a lunch in a helicopter to Waiheke on. <laughs> on lunch, come um, Now, you wouldn't believe it, but one round to go, plus the game tonight, Kempi is leading 166 to 163. They nearly did set tied. Izzy's got Hawks Bay. He took them first, of course. Well, you think Kempi would take Taranaki. He went for Tasman. He thought with his, he was going with the head rather than the heart. So Izzy took Hawks Bay, Canterbury, Wellington, Bay of Plenty Counties, Manawatu and Southland. And he's really only being let down by Manawatu and Southland at the bottom. Then Kempi's got the rest. Tasman, Auckland, Waikato, Taranaki, Otago, North Harbour and Northland. But the fact that they're 166 to 163 probably is symptomatic of how even the competition's been across the boards, barring one or two teams they haven't mm. got going. So as a product, how proud have you been of it this year? Yeah, we're really delighted. Like, it's it's been a great competition. And, and not just have the games been close and unpredictable, but the quality's been really good. Yeah, so, you know, it doesn't matter what game you sit down and watch on a weekend. Um, it's really good rugby. And results have been unpredictable. You know, teams have been getting up, teams have been getting beaten. Mm. Taranaki beat Canterbury, and you know, and um, and then they lose to teams that you might have thought they would they would beat. So, um, it's been a great competition. I mean, and that's the trademark of a good competition, right? Is that um, t- that any team can win? Absolutely, oh, I love it. And heading down to the pointy end, um, like Canterbury's the juggernaut, right? But you got a roughie? Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it. I always get put on the spot here, and I, I always have to show my true colours. So Can- you know, Canterbury, Canterbury's my team. It's a setup. Yeah, he was down there when I first arrived, mate. Can't yeah. take the patch off legs. Hey, uh, just just quickly, you are probably the busiest man in NZR with community rugby. There's been some great announcements. Uh, gone by and, and I love what you're doing mate you're really giving back and genuinely giving back to, to community and, and creating awareness um, but going forward any anything you can just shed some light on mate you've you got announcements coming out left right and centre I love it well they wouldn't be announcements if I oh, shared them I know, more, would I they? know but what is at the forefront of your mind what is at the forefront of your mind going forward what is something you're really passionate about and want to see a bit of change well, what we are really um, putting a lot of thought into now is how do we lead the shape of the game for community participants, right? So, mm. you know, as, as a professional game evolves, um, it act, frankly, it just gets further and further away from a game that, that weekend warriors are able to play at the same level with the same intensity and skill. And so we're just looking at shape of the game, right? How long should the season be? Um, are, the, are all of the rules that we see on TV uh, fit for the community game or do we look to change them? So... Watch this space, but we've had some experimental law variations in play this year. Um, we see that as the beginning of some work that will, will play out over a number of years as we just try some stuff, you know, and it won't all work, uh, and we know that. And, and in fact, we've learned that, that this year from some of the things that we've trialled. So while it's easy to jump up and down and say, oh, you can't do that, it's madness, the only way to find out is to try it. Mm. Hey, just quickly, I've got one for you. Oh, here we go. All right, I've got one for you, and I've trialled it, and it works. All right, so down in Taranaki... We put together a competition that ran six weeks before the kickoff of the pre-season for Rugby Union. And it took two years for the Rugby Union clubs to understand that we were getting their boys fit for Rugby Union. And I told them that. I'd worked with Taranaki Rugby Union around that. Do you think in these rural communities where we're losing players, because that's what we're doing, that Rugby League and Rugby Union could, could work on a model together in community that gets the same people from the same town playing a rugby league pre-season, so moving it to summer and getting them ready to play in a rugby in a rugby union full season. 
I do actually. I think that's a great idea. It's you know, and we we have talked um, you know for some time now about the fact that rugby and, and rugby league don't need to be competing with each other. Not at all. They're both over, both very similar games. Um, so yeah, well, that's a great so idea. So Colin Cooper, Colin Cooper, and and Eyebrow, the manager for the Clifton team, mate, they're over the moon. And we are as a as a rugby league club at Waitara because we haven't had a premier grade. Mm. We've had more than thirty. 30 boys show up to training so I just think if you can take that back to the community game Steve I see that being a real benefit for rural communities to keep their men playing sport through the summer and winter Couldn't agree more that's a, that's a great idea really like it and um, yeah we'll take it back um, Just if I can just build on that as well I was in Taranaki last week and uh, Mike Sandler the CEO was telling me they've done something really cool with um, with uh, teenage girls uh, rugby down there so mm-hmm. two of their clubs have started up a Friday night uh, seven aside Perfect. competition and so what they've recognised is actually there's no point in going head to head with netball and hockey and other sports. Let's just shift the the, the shift the, the, the timing, and, and so that's what we and that's what we did window. with the comp. Yep. Yeah, it's just shifted it so you could still have the boys come back nice. and they're fit and ready to go. Lateral thinking, left, right, and centre. That's awesome, Kempi. Steve, appreciate your time in studio as always. Uh, pink socks this weekend. Keep your eye out, and you can be able to cupcakes. Te- Cupcakes, you'll be able to text along if you want to donate as well. Great initiative as always by NZR. We'll uh, wrap the show up and get to a couple of your messages after this. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.